Warning, this show contains mature content and spoilers. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, this is Gillian C., and you're listening to the RPG Show. Listen up. See you in Kobe. Ah, greetings. Care for a story? One of heroes and villains? Of swords and sorcery? Of romance and treachery? We'll pull up a chair and have a listen. Everybody and welcome to another episode of the RPG Show. Today's episode is going to be Lufia and the Fortress of Doom, and it was my pick. And I am joined today by Kevin and Travis. It's been a long time since Travis was on, uh, so don't be too, uh, I guess, scathing in your email reviews. <laughs> uh, how are you guys doing? I am tired. <laughs> I'm good. Pretty good. I am tired as well. I've been up for 15-something hours, and I'm not going to be getting much sleep today, so here we go. You have to go back to work tonight? Uh, no, but I do have uh, mandatory, like, fucking work class bullshit in, like, mm-hmm. 11 hours. So oh. normally, like, I'd sleep in the middle of the day and then get up for that. But uh, Nicole wants me to go fucking get my teeth cleaned and shit tomorrow, so I have to be on day shift schedule for that so i'm gonna try to just fucking stay up all day i guess but that'll be fun good luck with that i'll drink lots of coffee get some monsters uh they do the rehab right yeah yeah i like the rehab yeah the they got peach and lemon or something lemon tea or something yeah those are are, i mean i don't i try the regular shit too much but i do like those yeah they taste way better than like the regular shit so have you tried bangs those really work Everybody I work with is drink like the younger people are rather drinking the shit out of those. But they have creatine in them, and I'm, that shit makes me pee a lot. So, yeah, but I've makes, tried. It's like the first time I had a bang was like, uh, feeling like you're drunk because you get so like such a rush. I don't know. You felt like it felt weird. Yeah, my friend likes like the purple haze one and some other one. But they have some good flavors like birthday cake and stuff like that. It's weird. Sounds fucking awful. Well, they have like yeah, I just, I just stick with the classics <laughs> rehab. They have regular flavors too, but I'm just saying they have like a bunch of flavors. And all of them things make me pee a lot. Well, the thing I like about it is that it's zero carbs, so like I'm on keto again, so definitely uh, helps to be able to drink that. Because like if I don't have that, like I have like regular ass coffee, and it, and I still hate it, the taste of it. So and you can only drink it black. What for keto? I mean, you can do like the bulletproof coffee with the MCT oil. I've done that. I don't know what that is, but I'll, I'm going to look that up. It's. I mean, if you don't like the taste of coffee, it do, it doesn't really like. Do you like stevia drops? I, I put that shit in my coffee. 
I need to get those. I'll send, I'll send you. I'll send you a link after the thing. All right. Yeah, I just started drinking coffee, so I know nothing about it. But okay. if I like, if I'm staying up late, I don't have any bangs or like energy drinks. I have like a a Keurig, you know, and I bought like forty of those pods, and I've been popping pop one of those in there. Like I got a heavy yeah. whipping cream in there. I put some heavy whipping cream in there, and didn't, that didn't do anything. And then like whether regular whipped cream doesn't do shit either. But... She's half and half, man. I use half and half. Well, I like I like heavy whipped cream the best. Yeah, I mean it doesn't. Uh, it does like lighten it up, I guess, but it still tastes like ass. My wife makes the cold brews when it's like warmer outside. I'm not drinking that shit when it's 20 degrees outside. But she had, she bought a thing to make those. Gotcha. Anyways, uh... this is a coffee podcast. <laughs> it is. Well, <laughs> if you ever make cold brew, it's more. Uh, it's less better than regular pot coffee or whatever well she makes it like that i don't know if you have the salted caramel one from uh starbucks but she makes it just like that uh i don't know nicole made her own cold brew like so what she did was she did like the, she did the grounds and then put it in this uh glass bottle that we got that originally was like uh lemon flavored like seltzer water or some shit or something so it's like a resealable bottle but she put like a couple things like spoonfuls of whatever of ground coffee in there and then filled it up with water, put it in the fridge and then filtered it out after it was in the fridge all night. And it tasted pretty good. Yes, I think Nikki has a similar process. I know it's, I know it's, it's not something, it takes a while, like a day or whatever to prep it. Yeah. But, uh, Interesting. Alright. Uh, <laughs> coffee podcast. Alright. Uh, I'm sure we have plenty of listeners that drink a lot of coffee, so if you have any uh, recommendations for Kevin, just uh Send us an email or join the Discord, and uh, we'll have a we'll, we'll make a special channel just for coffee. <laughs> coffee talk. Speaking of Discord, um, there's we there's uh, a couple of people have been more active lately. Yes, yeah, definitely. That Nick, that, that Nick guy, he's pretty cool, and he's been active. Yeah, I feel like most of the regulars have been there for the most part, and then Mick. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know where the hell he's like. He's overseas somewhere. I think he's from America, though. Who's Bo- is Budai new? I don't remember him. But... Yeah, that's that's my friend from uh, RP Gamer. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. He's been on there. He's from, Tex- he's from Texas. Yeah, he's cool. So, yeah, thanks for uh, all the new guys that joined. It's been fun talking to you guys. Definitely. It's always good to have new blood. <clears throat> Um, so what have you, like, you guys want to talk about what we've been playing now, or do you want to save it to the end? You're the host. Um, well, so I'd rather talk about it now, but okay. last time you wanted to talk about it at the end, so, you know. Uh, I just do that, like, when we do it at the end, it's because I, we have short, like, I don't want to, we don't have enough time, we can, it's easier to just uh, cut it, you know what I mean? So. Okay. Well. Well, I guess we'll take five minutes to talk about what we've been doing on. I guess I'll start. Uh, so since we finished playing Sweden 4, uh, I went back and replayed Resident Evil 4 uh, to get all the trophies on that on the PS3. Um, that's okay. Like, I don't really understand the hype for Resident Evil 4. Like, still, like, if, even though I played through it again, it's a, I mean, it's a good game or whatever, but like, it's not like the best fucking game ever made like everybody says it is. You played it, did you play it at the time? Hell no, I didn't play it at the time. I mean, I didn't either. I, I mean, I think it's pretty great, but... 
I guess I would have colored my perspective if I had played at the time. Like, I guess it's it's cool or whatever. But I'm not like I was at the time. I wasn't a big third person shooter gamer or anything. And I played like the original Resident Evil on the PS1, and I played Resident Evil 2, and I loved them. And then uh, I think I saw that gameplay for Resident Evil 4, and I was like, what the fuck is this shit? This ain't Resident Evil anymore. Yeah, I mean, I can understand that at the time. It was it's very action-y. Uh, but the, and, then, and then I've also got, like, this... I had this streak I kind of still have where, like, I hate popular things, and so everybody's like, oh, man, Resident Evil 4, best game ever. And I was like, no fucking way. Fuck that. So I, I, didn't want, I had no interest in playing it. Um, and then, like, I think I played Resident Evil 5 because I had kind of gotten over that shit. And I, didn't, I would feel like going back to finding Resident Evil 4 on the PS2 or GameCube or whatever. And I played Resident Evil 5, and I was like, okay, this ain't too bad. And then everybody's like, well, Resident Evil 5 is ass. And I'm like, okay, well, I enjoyed it. <laughs> so whatever. Um, and I think, so my issue with Resident Evil 4 is the control scheme, I guess. Because the map uh, aiming... At least on the PS3 and I guess presumably everything else, uh, aiming is mapped to the left stick, and the right stick is used for some janky ass camera movements. But it's not used for aiming your gun, which is really awkward. Yeah, I remember when I because I played it like I don't know maybe seven eight years ago the first time, and I remember being like after the first few hours, I'm like fuck this, like this is I can't do it. But I end up pushing through and really liked it but yeah the controls are but i think it's one of the first games to like have that kind of over the shoulder shooting isn't it yeah it's uh it pretty much made it a mainstay going forward from that point in time because everybody was like oh this is amazing uh and i guess it still kind of had tank controls Um, yeah it's weird and but they had like when you aim with your l1 or whatever then you can move your gun around and like it's like you said it's really fucking awkward but you can learn to play with it eventually. Like the more you kind of adapt yourself to it, it becomes easier to, to like use. But it's still not definitely not as convenient as like actually every other third person shooter that came after it that uses <laughs> right the control scheme. Uh, so that's that was, so that was okay. Like my opinion hasn't changed much on it. Like I played on the PS4 and was like, eh, it's okay, and it plays better because they actually modernized the control scheme. You can use the right stick to actually move your gun around and shit. So it's way easier to play, uh, but like the plot's kind of whatever. It's fucking. It's like a B movie, I guess, and that's like they ham everything up, and that's fine or whatever. But it's uh, I prefer, like I guess, a more like serious attitude with those kind of games. If it's supposed to be a horror game, like I'm trying to yeah. get into the thing, not have like snappy one-liners and like kung fu kicks and shit. And Ashley's fucking stupid too. Oh yeah, escort half yeah. game escort mission, and she can get fucked up pretty. Yeah, it's like, stupid. okay, this is exciting. I love it. Um, and then other than that, I was doing Lufia for the show, and I played recently. Uh, two nights ago, I started playing Fear and Hunger, and I am having a fucking blast with that. I kind of wish I picked it for the show, but I don't think either of you would like it very much. So, I look. It looks like a cool game. It's a roguelike, but it looks like to me, right? And uh, essentially, yeah, it's like a roguelike RPG kind of. And it seems like it's it's a game that tries to fuck you. It's, Is that it feels like playing Dark Souls for the first time and having no idea what the fuck you're doing? 
it's to me and it's like i get really addicted to that kind of gameplay because i really enjoy like learning systems and trying to understand how to play a game like i guess this is why i really enjoyed saga frontier because i learned the systems and i was like oh okay i can master this gameplay now and uh from what i've experienced in fear and hunger is it feels it's one of those games where it's like you're playing it and then you get like literally like you literally get fucked in the ass and you're like wow that was really unfair but then you get back to, if, to a similar point and you're like okay i know what to do now and you can get past it with no problems kind of like in dark souls where like you walk okay. the for the first time and you don't realize you have to have your shield up and you step on a trap and you get killed right. by arrows and you're like oh fuck okay but it's worse because like dark souls you just like respawn at a bonfire and you walk like five ten minutes max or whatever back to where I, you were and you're like okay cool and this game like depending on whether or not you saved your initial character you make a new character in the map in certain parts is completely like re-rolled and roguelike quote-unquote so you have to walk through new areas and kind of figure shit out like the map but the maps aren't that big so it's not that big a deal to me so i don't know it's i i highly recommend it so far i haven't gotten very far in it because i keep like finding new shit and getting fucked by it but uh it's i'm having a good time <laughs> so, so is it more like dark souls trial and error kind of fuck you up or, or is it like saga materials is complex as shit is, is it like that it's yeah, it's definitely more like dark souls we're like okay because I'm, I'm into that kind of challenge i'm not into saga material where i gotta spend hours figuring no, out like you yeah. can you can technically, like, probably beat this game in, like, 30 minutes if you know exactly what you're fucking doing. Uh, but, like, so the first enemy you, and you encounter is, like, this guard dude. And he's got, like, this big cleaver. And uh, in this particular game, you can target, like, an enemy's head, arms, and legs. And their penis. And their penis, yeah. <laughs> so, um, like, the first thing this guy will do is he'll attack you with his cleaver and do a lot of damage. You may cut your arm off. On the second turn... He charges at you, and you have to do a coin flip. With either, so you pick either heads or tails. If you succeed, you dodge the attack. If you fail, he pretty much instant kills you. But you can avoid that if you chop off his right arm. So, like the proper way to fight this dude is, you first chop off his left arm holding the sword, and then the next turn you chop off his right arm. And then he all he can do is he can tackle you. But if you chop off his legs, then he just sits there because he's a fucking torso with a head. <laughs> uh, and then you just chop his head off or whatever. But, like, yeah. you don't know that the first time you fight him. So you're like, okay, I guess I'll go for the head or something. And, like, you're more likely to miss because the mechanics of the game is uh, if the thing is still moving, it's more likely to dodge your attack towards the head. So you have to, like, chop off its legs. And then, and then the head will be easier to hit or whatever. So, like, it's just one of those things where, like, you every time you fight a new monster, you have to learn what the fuck it can do. And then... Like, the more experience you get with it, you realize, oh, so this particular body part does this kind of attack. I need to eliminate that first. And then you, you kind of learn as you play that way. But the shitty part is, like, you can get kind of far and, like, learn a bunch of shit and then die because you haven't figured out how to save the game yet and then, and then start over, which is a little annoying, but it's, I guess, part of it being a roguelike. Right. Is it, I think it's too grot grotesque to come off of Steam? <laughs> I guess it depends on the platform. Like, Nintendo has been pretty cool about stuff. Yeah, I'm just saying, Nintendo would be, <laughs> seems to be the ones letting shit come out there now. All these weird, like, SM fucking role playing fantasy fucking uh, Maybe, but like, novels. 
Yeah, the the only thing that I think that's stopping it is like it literally has like it's yeah, it's literally like big old fucking dicks <laughs> and like big old saggy titties and like pussies like just full on display. Like there's no they they have to censor every monster in the game essentially, and uh like it's like it's got pretty fucked up themes. Like you can get ash traits, uh like you can have sex with almost every character in the game and like create apparently like some fucked up fusion spawn thing and like you can have sex with corpses and make demon babies and shit it's like what? really fucked up it's crazy wild shit but i highly recommend it because it's a so far it's been a great experience if i get the steam deck i might give it a shot it's it's eight bucks so it's like it's not gonna break the bank right um, and but the, like the graphics the graphics were kind of like w- weird to me at first but i've i've become accustomed to it it doesn't bother me but uh so uh <laughs> what have you been up to kevin uh, after I, <clears throat> I beat Suikoden 4, I pretty much just started up Lufia. Um, I only beat that a few days ago, and then I, I did a couple, um, <clears throat> just like point-and-click adventures on PlayStation Network, or PS, PS5, basically. <clears throat> um, I did like the shape-shifting detective, which is kind of like real, like a, kind of like a movie type thing where you pick the different... Um, options. Um, it's okay. It was alright. It, but you can beat it like a few hours, so just something like, I don't know, something not really, really short to kind of like break up the long games, you know? <clears throat> and then um, I did the King's Quest uh, kind of, I don't know if it's not really a remake, but it's like <clears throat> the PS4 version. Because um, it used to be like a PC game or something made by Sierra, you know. They used to do all those kind of like point and click adventures, like on the PC. I never played any of those. You ever played any of those? <clears throat> like monkey, like uh, um, I know which ones you're talking. I can't think of the names of them, but yeah, I never hear people talking about them all the time. But I never played any of that shit. Where you know you you go around you collect random things and you use those random things to get past puzzles and stuff like that. The only one that I really remember playing was King's Quest on the uh, regular Nintendo, which was fucking terrible. But yeah, there's you a... had to, like type in everything with the controller and shit. Yeah. Um, Apparently, the, the most popular thing you might know is they did Leisure Suit Larry. Okay, Leisure Suit Larry. Yeah. They have new new ones of those too. I like. Uh, I mean, isn't um like Monkey Island and all that? Isn't that shit like those kind of games? No, I think they're similar. I never played that. Like it's Sid Meier's Pirates and shit or whatever the fuck it is too. Like I don't like the like. Uh, there's uh damn it, can't think. There's like a bunch of them that are always those style games are always on Switch on sale. I can't stand like. Deponia, or what the hell is that one called? Oh yeah, Deponia. I played that. That's not bad. Yeah, I, I can't... I, I hate the art style for that shit. I don't think about that shit really just bothers me. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know what it is. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, there's like a shit ton of King's Quest games, but then in 2015 they came up with like a modern version of it. And I have like always wanted to play it. Um, but the... Uh, I don't know, I just never got into it. I just, it was just sat in my... Uh, you know, game library forever, and then I was just scrolling through. I'm like, what's a quicker game I could play between? And I picked that one, 
um, partially because the the um, the preview looked pretty good, and Christopher Lloyd's like playing the voice of the old king, so mm. that's pretty interesting. <clears throat> um, and I I beat it last night, but um, the first three chapters are really pretty good. Um, but then the second two are kind of second. The fourth one is like uh, just puzzles, and I was there's like ba- barely any story, and it's kind of annoying. And then the fifth one is just like him dying, basically. <laughs> His like last adventure before he dies. Oh, they did the Space Quest games too. Roger Wilco. Did you ever play any of those? They sound familiar, but no, I definitely didn't play any of that. Like yeah, I, I think the only one I played was like something about like a it was like a either a Halloween themed game or it was just like a haunted mansion or something. And I, I think I only played that for like ten minutes because I couldn't figure out like what the fuck I'm supposed to do. Gotcha. And my my little kid self was like, I ain't got the fucking attention span for this shit. I'm gonna go play something else. <laughs> you have never played like Shadowgate or none of that shit. I mean, they got a shit ton of games, but uh, I think those are the popular ones, like King's Quest and Leisure Suit, Leisure Suit Larry, and um, yeah, the Space Quest. Like I remember playing that like as a kid on my PC and thought it was pretty fun. I I liked it because they had a really good narration and stuff, but. Um, I'm looking through. I don't really see. Dude, would would you consider the Zero Escape games in that same genre? I mean, I like those games a lot, but I feel like they're they're a little they're bit kind of more same, different. But it's kind of like the tone's different. This is more like light tone, whereas like those Zero Escape games are like dark. Everyone dies basically if you make the wrong choices. <laughs> so I do. Are those more like a visual novel too? What's that? The Zero Escape stuff? I I was always kind of putting it in there, but then other people say that I'm wrong. It's more like a, a adventure game because you're like like a point and click almost in some ways. Did you just get you just get thrown into like escape rooms and you got to figure shit out? You, there's really where I guess the visual novel really doesn't have gameplay. It's just you reading and making decisions. I throw all that shit in the same fucking genre myself, but. But yeah, um, other than that, I just started up Sleeping in Tactics um, last night, played the first uh, battle, and uh, the battle system seemed okay, uh, but the the uh, graphics look like complete ass. <laughs> like, I didn't realize the character models would be that bad, but they, uh, they look like, um, shit, what's it called, Nick? Nick, you there? Yeah, what are you, what are you getting at? We're talking about this pre-show. Um, what's that that damn game kids play? If you build the, the... Oh, fucking Minecraft or whatever. Minecraft. I don't know why I can't remember that right now. Because I just woke up maybe. But yeah, it looks like Minecraft characters, but like shittier. <laughs> They're all square and blocky. Um, but they do have like... pro Like when the people are talking, the characters are talking, they do have portraits and it's all, all voice acted so far, so... I don't know. Um, I just did one the bat the one battle, so hopefully it's okay. But we'll see, I guess. All right. So what are you doing up to, Travis? Um, I was playing quite a few things. I did Lost in Random, which I don't know if y'all know what that is, but it's like that weird 
almost like Tim Burton style game. It's like a action adventure game. Someone in another chat saying it was like, uh, what's that Alice game? Oh, American McGee's Alice in Wonderland or whatever. No, like Ma- A- Alice Madness or something like that for PS3. The fuck's the game called? Uh, I don't know, but they were saying like that. It's just a weird. Alice, yeah, Alice Madness Returns. Yeah, it's a, okay. Yes, the American McGee's Alice. Okay, got yeah. Okay, so yeah, someone was saying it's kind of similar to that, but I thought those games were a lot more darker tone. When this game's more like Tim Burton, just weird. It's a pretty cool game. What's it called? Lost and Randall. You had, I think EA made it, so it's not like it's like some weird indie game. Um, oh, I bought this. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. The only thing I really complain about is like, you know, I, I don't, I'm not a huge card building person or whatever. But it was fun in this game. But after like halfway through the game, you're kind of just like, you're getting all these extra cards and all this shit, but like. Your stop place style is pretty much already down, and you're not really having to change anything for situations, so it kind of becomes a little repetitive. But overall, I still liked it a lot. I thought it was kind of cute. Okay. And then I played, I played opposite side. I played Resident Evil Seven, which I ended up liking a lot. First, that game was pissing me off when you were just like running around for like the first what three or four hours. Seems like okay. to me. Yeah, trying to get out of the house. Yeah, and I'm like, this isn't like. That shit's fun at first, but then that shit gets old to me real fucking quick. Like, just running around, like, having anxiety, trying to figure out shit. Like, I don't want to keep doing that. They didn't outlast all... That's pretty much all Outlast is. And while it's fun at first, once you get killed by that person once or twice, and you're just running around looking for, like, a vent to crawl, and, like, to me, it just becomes fucking aggravating, not fun. But... Once you get your weapons and all that, um, I actually end up really liking it a lot more than I thought. I think it's better than 5 and 6. And on the Switch side, I was... I dropped CrossCode. I just... I can't keep playing that game. It's just... gives me a fucking headache. The puzzles are just so involved, and then the combat is hard too it's not that i mean i like hard shit but i don't like thinking that goddamn much like every fuck, it's like they take me like five hours to do a dungeon so it's like i can't like you just go to like you you do a bunch of hard puzzles and then you go fight these hard counters and then you go to another room and you do a bunch of even harder puzzles i'm like i don't know it's just too much too much for me so i dropped that and started playing uh, what the hell did I say it was called? Is it Unhinged? Is that the game that I was talking about? Uh, I posted the trailer, and you were like, oh, it was just like CrossCode. Yeah. It's, that game's more of a Souls-like. Like a top-down. It's definitely Unhinged something. Hold on. I'll scroll up. But yeah, and then I played Elder Souls, which was pretty fucking awesome. Which, the combat in that is kind of similar to the combat in Unhinged. Except Elder Souls is just a boss rush. Uh, it's unsighted. Unsighted, yeah. It's, it's a cool game. You would probably like it. It's got awesome pixel art, and it's pretty much a Souls-like, really. Is that the one with the robots that, like, y- yeah. go, like uh, crazy after a certain amount of time or some shit? Yeah. I've only played for like, maybe, like, 90 minutes. Apparently it's only, like, an 8-10 hour game, though. And I, just, I just got to where, like, your hub where you can craft your weapons and upgrade shit. 
Okay. But yeah, it's 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 pretty hard, but it's simple. It's just like attack, block, and you know, encounter, which is kind of what Elder Souls was. Crosscode is like you're just like having to constantly switch with elements, and it's just it's more involved than what I want to do when I'm just chilling, trying to play. So that's pretty much ban, I guess. All right. Well, cool. Good catching up. Now it's time for business, I guess. <laughs> Talk about this, uh... Gem. Fucking... <laughs> Long forgotten gem. This game that, uh... Starts off strong and then ends up, uh... Not so good. Um, so if you're new here... Uh, way we the way we typically uh, talk about games is we will uh, talk about the gameplay, the story, the visuals, uh, the music, and the voice acting, our overall experience, and then whether or not the game has any replayability or extra content. And we typically rate uh, everything on a one to five scale, uh, and we do allow half scores because I uh, bucked the trend, ruined the whole fucking thing, or very early on in the show's uh, creation. And so now, technically, it's a 10-point scale, but uh, we just use 1 through 5. So uh, if you don't like that, that's too bad. Um, so this game, Lufia and the Fortress of Doom, is, I believe, Neverland's first JRPG, and I think the first uh, JRPG that Taito published. Um, and Neverland will go on, would go on to make a couple more games in the series, uh, and then also a game in the same universe, I guess, called Energy Breaker. And uh, then they would go on to do another few other series called like uh, it Spectral Souls or something. And uh, then eventually go defunct because I think they tried to do too much like niche shit and it wasn't nobody ever bought their stuff. Uh, but I think I I've played most of their games and I liked all of them. Uh, do you all have any experience with Neverland games? Um, but this, these, this, and two, and the Game Boy was that Game Boy Color one? Okay. And I've tried playing around with the other game I was telling you about, Energy Breaker, which is like somehow in the Lufia universe. But I didn't really get that far in enough. It seemed kind of weird to me. Yeah. It might actually be a pretty good game. I didn't really give it. Like I was kind of dick. I had just dick around with a bunch of like uh, foreign games to see like what they were like. But yeah, they made that and it's somehow tied to Luffy. Uh, probably in some like stupid fucking way. It doesn't mean anything, but it's got that Prithia flower song in it. That's the only reason I even heard about it. I gotcha. I never so, heard of that before. It was. A, is it just like an RPG? It's well, it's it's Jap it's Japan only, so that's probably why you never heard of it. Oh, they said there's a fan or there's an English translation, so there's probably a ROM for it. Yeah, I, well, I was playing it, so that's. How I I was using the wrong. Gotcha. Well, is it like a modern day RP? It looks like modern day kind of thing, like not like. Energy Breaker. It's it's like I think it's like tactical, like a tactical RPG or some shit. I don't even really remember. Like, oh, says tactical prequel RPG. Hmm. I I played it for over an hour and then never really got to like an actual like, like a real like probably how the combat's supposed to be. So I don't really know. You were just kind of sticking around like with a tutorial for the first good part, and I was kind of bored with it. Are they? Are they? You said they defunct, or did they get bought out, Nick? Um, 
2013, they announced they would cease operations and file for bankruptcy, and then many of the former members were hired by Marvelous, who had published many of their games. So, and I was mistaken. Uh, they didn't do Special Souls. That was Idea Factory, but for some reason, Idea Factory used like a lot of terminology that is associated with Neverland. Like, they have a a, a country in the game called Neverland, and they've got uh, like references to their games in their games. I don't know what the fuck that's all about, but. Uh, we actually played, me and Brent played Seam of the Enemy, which is the only Game Boy Advance game that Neverland had created. I bought that game, and I didn't really give it a fair chance, and then stopped playing. Yeah, and I feel like I liked it a lot more as a kid, and then it was just kind of like an okay game. It had a lot of interesting ideas, which is, I think, a, a theme with this company. Like, they tried interesting things, but it really didn't pan out, because it was too like off-the-wall for a lot of casual people that would hopefully be their uh target like their audience like obviously they want people to buy their shit but uh they did a lot of weird stuff and it didn't really pan out for them i don't know if they had like a hit that was or a better game than lufia 2 ever which is which would be hard to top yeah i think i think paul's in the uh rp gamer was saying that which i don't understand she was saying somehow this ip is like one of those ips that's like in limbo because you would think Square just f- fucking uh, owns it because they bought out uh, Taito, but I guess they don't necessarily own the rights. Or maybe they own the rights to IP now because they did do the the remake of two, but maybe they don't own the rights to some of the older games. I'm not sure. How, I don't know that shit works, but she would know because she does. That's like what she does for like a living is. Some of that shit. She was saying that it's not quite as black and white for some of their IPs. Okay. Or for this IP in general. Like, some of the games, they don't own the full rights to. Maybe that's why Lufia 2 doesn't get ported, ever. Maybe. Like, maybe nobody bought the rights to the game, and so when Neverland went defunct, like, so did the possibility of buying the shit or something? Yeah. So, Taito published the game in Japan, but Natsumi published it in North America, so I don't know what that means for like rights ownership. Like, so she used to work for Natsumi, I think. Okay. But yeah, I, I think it's... because well, uh, Xeno Saga, I think, is also one of the weird things, but I think that... Like, I don't know who owns that, because Damco, what, published the game, but Monolith did something with it, and now Nintendo owns Monolith. So yeah, it's one of the... Like, you always get that weird shit going on with some of those studios. Yeah, who fucking... <laughs> and then his the sister is pretty much just dead. Because, I mean, who really fucking cares about some of those games? About It's like it's a, a money put to sit in there. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like People are trying to say that Sony should buy Konami because they bought Bungie. And I'm like, y'all are dumb. Why would they buy Konami? What, do they got? what does Konami got? <laughs> like, what yeah. market does Konami have that Sony doesn't already cover? Like, what do they got? Yu-Gi-Oh? So, Is that yeah. all Konami does? That's but, like, I mean, Castlevania and Metal Gear and Silent Hill, but those are not series that are going to make a ton of fucking money. Not anymore. They got rid of fucking Kojima. And, and then they made fucking, what, Metal Gear Survive and shit? Like, who the fuck? Well, so, I don't think for what I understand, Silent Hill's yeah. never sold a lot. Like, but it's it... always been... It's, it's a cool... It's like a cult classic series, but... It's not like it's just, you know, it's not like you're just going to sell fucking millions with that shit. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah I, I think I think gamers just want somebody to buy them because we want those 
some of that shit to like come back, but it's not really like a good investment, I don't think. Well, if they buy Konami, then uh, Kojima can come back to Metal Gear. That's probably why people want him to do it. But would he? Because I thought like that's part of the reason why he left. Because he didn't. Even, he wanted to fucking stop doing Metal Gear. No, I think he wanted his like he wanted to control, and they won't give. They wouldn't give him that. Why don't? Why are saying he didn't want to do five? Something about like he want they. Somebody in Konami was, uh, this is all fucking like hearsay or whatever, but somebody in Konami was afraid of him becoming like the brand for Konami or whatever, like the fucking celebrity guy. So they're like, no, you need to quit your shit. We're not going to let you like be the the representative for Konami, like as our like face, the face of Konami, because everybody's like, oh, Metal Gear Solid, oh, Kojima konami and konami's like you know we've got more than kojima i guess or something we've got pachinko like <laughs> but they pushed um what's his name out too which i don't even like his games I- iga igarashi mm. like, and he was another face of their of one of their and they pushed him out and then uh, they pushed the guy from stupid and out too didn't they uh maybe i'm not sure what the story is behind that but that was a long time ago yeah, I, I feel like Igarashi was taking shots at Konami when he came out with the thing, pretty much almost being like, yeah, like everybody, all of us got kind of pushed out of there. Kojima's way like 10 times bigger than both those fuckers, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but if this new, uh, like, Suigaden game is good, which I think it will be, I think uh, it won't matter if they buy it. Like, that's going to devalue Konami because then Suigaden's not really a thing anymore. Well, yeah, I kind of about well what i want out of a castlevania game but he has bloodstain too and you have the curse of the moon games like okay you already fuck you already had okay so it's not actually a castlevania name it's still the same fucking game yeah like i mean it would be cool to have a it'd be cool to have a legit uh like bloodborne style castlevania 3d game that's like we never really got a good proper one but who fucking cares you have bloodborne <laughs> yeah i feel yeah. like the Aiden chronicles thing uh even if if that gets successful and Konami's like, oh shit, we gotta reboot Suikoden, nobody's gonna buy Suikoden Six. They already, yeah. they already fucked themselves. Like, if Ayuden Chronicles is good, there's like no incentive to ever buy another Suikoden game because you're just like, why the fuck would I do that? The person who was like the in, who was the heart and soul or whatever of Suikoden is literally making a new series. Why, the, why would we go back to like third rate? people who don't give a fuck about the lore and they don't give a fuck about the world why that doesn't make any sense so uh, there's i guess there's a bunch of idealists out there being like oh konami is going to be for this this is going to force their hand they're going to make sweet and six okay if they do why would you even want to buy it why would you let let me just hand out some money to konami for some shit like they're not going to be incentivized to make a good game they haven't made good games in a long time yeah like and they don't because they don't care because they don't need to. <laughs> no, they got they got pachinko. They turn every yeah. fucking IP into a pachinko machine, and apparently that generates way more money. It takes way less work. And, and I don't like. I mean, there are people mad at them, and I'm I get kind of irked because of my childhood. But like, I don't blame them. If, if they're a company, they're trying to make money. What the fuck they care about us gamers for? If they can just yeah. make money doing less. Like as far as I'm aware, they have to make games with certain IPs just so they don't lose the IP or something. So like that's why they made that shitty Contra game recently yeah that's yeah yeah the, probably the last good game that i 
like 2D game that they made that I like was the Castlevania Rebirth on like the Wii Store, which was a fucking weird place to put something like that, but it's a cool game. Okay. But yeah, they don't really, they don't really mean shit to me. I I thought that the uh, did you play the Symphony Night um, Brando thing on uh was it Requiem for PlayStation? No. So I think I think this I'm pretty sure the Symphony of Night port is fine, but the port of uh, Rondo is fucking is off. It's like it doesn't feel right. But I think it's a hard game to port anyways because it's on that Turbo Graphics 16 or Turbo Duo or something. Oh, okay. So just because I, I was I was playing through this, I was trying to do like a no sub run of it, and like I would I was playing it, and then I was fucking with the Switch the one in the Switch collection, and you could just it just doesn't feel. Like, you know, when emulation just feels off, like, I don't know, it bothered the shit out of me. Yeah. So, the, I don't know if it was a piss poor attempt for them just to make money, or whether it's just they didn't want to put the effort into making the emulation good. But I just go show you they don't give a shit. No. Well, I mean, it could even be like there is limitations to the emula- what the emulation can do because it's not perfect. Yeah, I think that someone, when I was looking up, like, is it off? Some people were saying that's why they, you know, like the PSP remake they did, it's like the 2.5 of Rondo, they said that's why they did it that way because they couldn't get it to work correctly, so just remake the whole fucking game. That works. But I don't like that 2.5 shit. For Rondo. Okay. <laughs> I haven't played that one either, so I'm not really sure what to say about it. Oh, that's right, you don't play any 2D Castlevania, do you? Well, I mean, I don't really play Castlevania in general. 2D or 3D. I oh, I meant the stage-based ones. I thought you played some of the Metroidvania ones. Uh, I mean, I play like I play some Metroidvania games, but like in regards to Castlevania, the last one I played, like the newest one I played, was Order of Ecclesia or something, and I thought that was I think okay. it's the only one. This is the one. Was that the one with two people? Uh, I don't know. It was some girl named Shania or something, and she had glyphs on her body that she could absorb. And I don't honestly don't remember much about the game. I think it's the one I did play, but. Uh, Back to Lydia, I guess. Yeah, this ain't the uh, (laughs) this ain't a fucking game developer episode. So, Lufia. (laughs) All right. Well, that's Uh, how excited we are to talk about Lufia because we keep bringing up other things to talk about. (laughs) Well, like it's it's all tangentially related. Like we talked about Taito and Neverland and shit, whatever they they came out with, and then uh, we fucking lost it. We just go down rabbit holes. It's it's okay. That's what people like that shit anyway. So. Apparently. But some people do. Some people do. Some people don't. But if you don't... Y'all had, more, y'all had it more together when I wasn't on the Soccer Food Frontier episode. Or at least early when I hadn't finished it yet, but... You we what? So yeah. y'all, were more, y'all were more on target on Soccer Frontier. Y'all didn't really notice y'all going off on any too many tangents, so no. I guess I'm the problem. <laughs> Probably. Doug was right. <laughs> Doug was right. <laughs> it's fine, though. Uh, you spice things up. It's cool. Um, <laughs> excuse me. So, uh, Lufia and the Fortress of Doom. It came out in Japan in uh, June 25th, 1993, and then was released uh, in December 4th, uh, 1993, in the US. Um, so, there's actually some problems they ran into with the translation. Uh, they ran out of space on the <clears throat> cart, so they had to cut some features. Um, that's why in the Japanese version, um, you can press one of the buttons, I think it's the X button or something, the cross, and 
uh, normally, like in, in the US version, you can do this for spells and it'll t give you a description of the spells. But apparently, it's supposed to also give you a description of what items and shit do. Uh, but they had to cut that out of the US version to make space for the script because I guess the letter, English letter, uh, English alphabet took more space than the Japanese alphabet or whatever, which is shitty because it would be really helpful to know what the fuck the items do before you waste one. <laughs> yeah, miracle. Oh, okay. Well, you get those at the beginning of the game, you think like they're not that great because you get them like the very first like. Oh, yeah. yeah, I didn't. I didn't even know what the fuck they were until towards the end. I'm like, oh shit, these are awesome. I'm glad I have like thirty of these motherfuckers. Right. <laughs> but yeah, um, and some of the like the translations asked too because like some of the names for things are they don't make sense. It's so fucking dumb. But I guess we'll. So, so all that's just a translation area. It's not a, a data like a storage area, because it isn't Fantasy Star 4, is like they didn't have the storage, that's why everything has weird fucking names. No, I think, like, they got as much of the translation as they they could, or whatever. Like, I didn't notice any parts of, like, the plot text, or any, like, NPC conversations, like, being off. It's just they had to cut space, and that's where they chose to cut the space, which was the being able to see what the fuck the items do. Well, you can is, it all, is it all in the manual, though, at least? Uh, I don't know. I don't remember seeing anything like out of descriptions in the manual. Like, I remember all I remember from the manual is that uh, it gives you like a half of the game walkthrough up until a little bit after you save. Um, up until you don't know what the fuck to do anymore and it doesn't help you. <laughs> yeah, before it sends you on all the fetch quests. Because that's like that's the part where you really want the fucking guy. Yeah. Well, there's no there's no world map, so then uh, they're like, go west, then or it's like east of here, or it's like west of here, and you're like. But I don't, I don't know where to go. <laughs> Am I just? And then it's like, and then it kind of rates up your ass. So it's like every five steps, and then you're like, wait, I don't fucking know which direction I was going. Cause I was fighting this fucking battle and almost died, and then now, now yeah, now the war, now I can warp back to the town. I was just at and try to go west again, cause maybe I went too fucking west or I didn't go up north or a bit. This I ended up using a world map at towards the end. This is like old school. But, like yeah, I used a world map like online. I don't know if there's a world map in the game. If there was, I didn't see it. No, I'm pretty sure there's not. Unless there's like a select button and I just didn't hit select, which is likely maybe, but I don't think there is one. No, I've, I'm pretty sure I tried all the buttons. <laughs> okay. I, I usually leave a couple buttons out. No, I definitely tried all the buttons too. There's nothing for that. Uh, and actually, I just pulled up a PDF scan of the manual and it tells you how to play the, like there's a walkthrough up until where it's like gather Illumina and then it's like good fucking luck. That's the fucking bitchiest part of the whole game. Yeah, that's the part where you're like, oh, I need help. Well, no, that's, so that's when you just quit the game and you just don't like, all right, we'll fuck this game then. Well, so the game, uh, so this guide says, the caves and Herat, gather Illumina. Three caves are located near Mars. In these caves, you can find Illumina that was mined and left behind some time ago. After you've gathered the four pieces of Illumina, go to Herat, visit the king, and find out what he will trade for his supply of, of Illumina. But it doesn't tell you you have to go find... Uh, homeboy who's lost in the cave uh, oh fucking hide, would you call him hide and seek champion yeah that guy brand, brand is it brand or Lance or something <laughs> Jesus Christ yeah fuck that guy uh yeah then the last page is like oh yeah by the way there's some dragon age eggs you can find if you find them all you can go to the shrine and get something I, I took I did that and took the levels but I think you're supposed to take the shield, I think. Yeah, the shield. This is the only way you get to that shield. Well, I needed the levels because I was like 30 fucking three or something at the end of the game. 
Well, that shield. It's also better than. It's also the only way you can get the might bow. Yeah. And then, but you only get three wishes, and then you can get three shields because uh, what's her face can the elf girl can equip the shields. I want to. Oh, you. Oh, yeah. You can do it three times. I only did it the one time and just went. I was like, fuck it. I'm not searching for any more. I only had like one more after that. Oh yeah, if you if you knew how to read, the dragon says he puts the eggs back in different chests. <laughs> oh, I know, but I wasn't going back and start, searching for them again. Oh, okay. I was like but, skipping. I was skipping chests at the end of the game, anyways. I'm like, I don't need all this yeah, shit. I don't imagine, care. Imagine like not having the internet and like you just have to go to every fucking dungeon and check every treasure again. Ugh. I was tired of like going to a chest and it's like it's a warp. It's a warp out of the dungeon. I'm like, what? Why the fuck am I getting this at the end of the game? Yeah. There's definitely like, some issues with fucking. <laughs> there's like there's like twenty fucking chests in every dungeon, and eighteen of them were worthless. You're like, oh, antidote in the last dungeon. <laughs> fucking yeah, <and> like <laughs> what the fuck are y'all doing? Yeah, and then like you find stone cure, and like I haven't seen anything cast fucking statue in ten fucking hours. What the hell is this doing here? It wouldn't be so bad if you were like you didn't go through five encounters to get to that chest, but they just like god damn it. Yes, yeah, that's great. This game has uh, a lot of issues, and we will get into them. In game, very. And I, and I was looking up other games that are based around this time, so that I can we can compare them to that for a little bit. Okay, you got that list. We'll get to we talk about it now. Um, Seven Saga came out around the same time, which I didn't play that. I think Kuja, you played it. I don't know if you played it, Nick. Seven Saga, it's kind of yeah, it's where you can like choose any main character, right? And then you. Oh uh, yeah, and I think you can. You can have one party member with you, or another like ally with you at all times. I think I may have played it for a couple hours. Yeah, you can get another party member. I don't think I ever beat it. I got pretty far, like on, the, but it's just like really grindy and like the maps like little dots and stuff. Um, but it's better than this game. <laughs> well, no, I don't know about that. It's, it's, it's a it's an Enix game, but they didn't develop it. Project developed it. Who also did the uh, the Brain Lord and quite a few other games so but it was their first game and their first rpg so i think it's a fair comparison it's not terrible i guess it's kind of comparable to this but um it's rough to play for sure and then breath of fire and i think i got like 10 minutes in because it was kind of like it felt directionless to me and when i'm playing an rpg i like to have a narrative right yeah there's some kind of weird encounter thing in that game, right? Where it's like there's dots, and then you move closer, try to avoid the dots on the screen. Or yeah, but... I see. Yeah, they okay. don't tell you about the dots though. Like you thought, uh, you think the dots are like towns or something, but they're enemies at first. They don't explain really anything in that game, but that's par for the course for SNES. I think the one big thing that fucks people in that game, from what people said, is block does. You can like stack block, I think, or something like that. And so you can, or or no, blocking blocking doubles your damage for the next turn or some shit. So you can, I and mean, then I think you can stack it, which I'll, I think it fucks a lot of people. I think Budai was telling me about that. Hmm. And then Breath of Fire is the other big one, which is way better than this fucking game. Yeah. I mean, that's Capcom, but still, it's their first RPG. And well, like, Breath of Fire is not perfect. It's way better than this game, in my opinion. Well, I think this game just goes too long. Like, they add a bunch of bullshit at the end. Yeah, yeah well, how, how, how long is Breath of Fire? This game's like, this game's supposed to be 25 hours long. I don't know, I use speed up for, like, most of the game, so. 
Well, I've according to my end game, end game, end game time, whatever. I finished it in fifteen hours, but I also cheated like the last three dungeons. So I would assume I would have beaten it in like seventeen hours with all the motherfucking fights I would have had it done. Yeah, Breath of Fire is supposed to be around the same length. So uh, Breath of Fire is kind of fetch questy too, but it, it seems like you you're still on the track for your goal. Yeah, I had twenty five hours on mine, but that's because I was like fucking trying. I don't, I don't remember mine because I think I just when I beat it, I just cut it off. Well, I was, I, think with... grind, I was grinding for a little stupid armor. I don't know why I did that. And Final Fantasy IV, which is not their first game, was 91, so it's like two years prior. Which maybe is not the most fair comparison since it's their Square's fourth game, but Final still, it's two years prior. This shit. That's, that's like the gold standard back then. That's probably why so many people love it, because when that game came out, it was like the best RPG. Like, Well, yeah, 91. I didn't realize it was that early when I was looking these up. I thought it was couple years i don't know why i thought it was a little bit later but 91's early as fuck i mean that's almost when super nintendo came out is that 91 japan or 91 us 91 japan so us is probably later then um let me see probably so i i just typed in like snes rpgs 1993 and we only got it two months later kuja in november so it wasn't even that much uh so i'm just gonna like to kind of quicken this up there was secret of mana that was released in 93 which is good. Illusion of Gaia, uh, Fire, East Four, Seventh Saga, Ogre Battle. Wait, what's East? What's East Four? East Four, Mask of the Sun. I never played that one. Is that any good? Or uh, did we not get that? I have no idea. But then they also did. There's also Romancing Saga Two, Albert Odyssey, which we covered on the show once. Secret Tech, Secret of the Stars. I guess they ported Dragon Warrior One and Two to Game Boy Color. Dragon Warrior Five. There's Alkahest, which I've heard about, but it's Japanese Japan only, I believe. Yeah, I kind of want to be interested in that. Romancing Saga Two is probably uh, way better than this if you like that style of game because that's a beloved game right there. Like, and I, was it I the, the first one. That said he hates that game. game. <laughs> yeah, he hates that fucking game. <laughs> it's like his top five worst RPGs, I think. I gotcha. But I'm sure that even the first game is probably. Maybe better than um, Lufia? I don't know. I never really played it, but I'm sure it's probably more got better systems going for it. Wait, which game? Romancing Saga 1. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, I think this is on the, the low. To me, it's, this is on the lower tier. It's not Secret of Stars kind of shit, but. Yeah. Well, for, for me, I have a lot of nostalgia with this because it was like the first RPG I played. Uh, when I was a kid, and the music's pretty catchy, in my opinion. Uh, it but, is, but like it's, you don't. It has like the same problem that I had with Sugan and Four, where like encounters are so frequent that you don't get to hear a lot of the songs because like you hear it for like ten seconds, and then it's battle, and then you are you in a battle for like twenty seconds, depending on how like fast you press attack. And then the battle's over, and you're back on the world map for 10 seconds or whatever, or the cave, or wherever the fuck you're at. And, and you're using fast-forward like I was, so you don't, I don't hear, I just have it on mute and fast-forward sometimes. We don't, we don't, have, we don't have, all have that luxury. What? Uh, what, fast-forward? Fast forward? <laughs> oh, you, you didn't emulate it? Uh, I did, but I tried to keep it as, uh, like, legit as possible, like. Oh, yeah, there's, there's, there, I, I would have quit this fucking game if I didn't have fast-forward. <laughs> Um, all right, well, I guess that's enough bullshitting around. Uh, we should probably, probably get into the actual uh, review stuff. So, 
Uh, first section, gameplay. Uh, and a new thing we've done for the show is we've kind of subdivided the gameplay into a couple more categories. Uh, we'll talk about the battle system, whether or not the game has any minigames, uh, how traversal works, uh, an example of how shops and uh, purchasing and stuff like that works in this game, and then if there's anything unique. Uh, I thought we were also doing something about um, character progression, but I guess we can kind of put that in somewhere when we talk about stuff. But I just probably forgot to add that in there. <laughs> oh, it's all good. Um, so battle system. Uh, it's a fucking JRPG. Well, but it's it's got some problems though. The battle system is so basic, like you don't even go into like a battle screen. It's just like your character is on like the world map, and it's like a square, you know, like a cross, you know, or something like that. And then each like you can hit up, down, left, right to like attack, magic, defend items, um, or run away. I think right. Yeah. And it's just a regular turn-based battle, and I mean, it's it's the basic of you know the white bread of battle systems, you know. It also has the uh, at the time or popular at the time targeting system for enemies, where uh, you can't attack a singular enemy unless they are not in a group. Oh, and yeah. if you attack a group, it's a random enemy that's picked in the group, so you can't really fine-tune your attacks to whittle down specific enemies most of the time, uh, which is very fucking annoying. Yep. And there's, like, spells that only attack uh, one person, or there's spells that attack a group, and then there's spells that attack everything on screen. And then there's a regular attack, and then if uh, there's a bow, then the bow attacks the group. I think that's the basics of attacks. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's it. That's like, you, know, yeah. you can get critical hits too randomly. Yeah. Um, I'm back. Oh, welcome back. I didn't know you left. Yeah, I was wondering why it's quiet. Oh. Okay. <laughs> oh, I, I, I had a good pee. <laughs> Damn coffee. Uh, we're going to talk about the battle system now. All right. Uh, do I just start? Uh, we're done. Uh. Uh, well, I, I mean, there's not much to say, I guess, so. I mean, like we were saying, like, uh, you can use items in battle, but a lot of times you don't know what they are. Um, the the spells are... So, you know, so why... Is there a reason for... Uh, is this a translation thing? Just what you were talking about earlier. Because they tell you what the spells are if you hit X. Why couldn't you do that over the item? Because they didn't have the translation for it? They have the space. Yeah, you're not fucking listening at all? No, I, I mean, I, I knew you said I, I knew you did you say something about the translation with the item and all that, but I, I mean, I didn't. I thought that was just for everything because I don't think this. You can't see what the spell is in your stat screen either, can you? Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So yeah, I thought you were saying more or less that's why a lot of shit wasn't explained. But well, yeah. They, so they uh when they try when they went to translate from Japanese to English, the characters that they have to use for the English took up too much space. And they had to trim the fat somewhere, and they decided to remove uh, the ability to check uh, item descriptions. Okay. But they they kept it. The, they kept the magic descriptions for whatever reason, which is a good thing because. Yeah. Well, I didn't know. You, 
I didn't know you could do that because I was. I, I think one of, my, one of my buttons, my GPD, gets stuck, and I just wasn't using it. I didn't think Got that it. it was a button. Yeah, I played mine on my SNES Classic, and I just downloaded the ROM to it, so I didn't have like speed up or anything like that. Only thing I had was like, um, if I hit the reset button, it kind of makes a save state. But that was annoying to have like to have to go reach down and hit reset every time. So. I don't really. Oh, you didn't want to be like that fucking dude on YouTube cheating with against the low level boss mode brush. No, I didn't really even look at that. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, it's just really, really slow of a game. <laughs> a lot of. There's one. It's the only difference in combat between one and two though is the IP, correct? Is there a weight in Lufia two as well? Mm. I can't remember. I don't. I, I spent like twenty years. I don't remember. IP's pretty cool system though, at least because it gives you more reason to like. It's almost like a limit break for it, and you have all the different kinds of shit you can use. Yeah, well, that's definitely they definitely made a better game in Lufia too. So whenever we play that, we'll definitely go fucking balls deep talking about that. But uh, there's one mechanic in battle that's kind of fucky. They don't explain what the hell it's about, and that is when you equip items, you get weight. And that conflicts with how fast your character attacks. But if you have more agility, it doesn't matter that much. You mean when you have, like, the gear you equipped has weight to it? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, okay. your, your sword, your hel- your helmet, your armor, your leg piece, your shield if you have one. Uh, I don't think your accessories do anything special, like, change your weight at all. Except for one, I think the heavy ring adds, like, 80 weight or something or whatever. But uh, it's super fucking annoying when you're playing this game and you choose attack with your character and then the enemies get two attacks in before your character does anything. And it's like, I, th- I fucking, I picked attack like five minutes ago. Why is it taking so long? Yeah, it's really annoying for like uh, healing too. Like, well, what, I re- sometimes- what I read is that um, the first um, bat, like the first attack part of the battle, like is all random. And then after that, it's all based on your agility, so it doesn't matter how like agility, how much agility you have, like the very first part of the battle, like it's just uh, RNG, which is I think stupid. But there's a there's gotta be a cap to some of that shit because like you can cast agility up for everyone like three times, and it's like it's not like you're just going a bunch of times in a row. Like I didn't think. Well, maybe I was so low leveled, but uh, well, so I did notice a difference. Uh, before the last boss, I used all of my agility potions on Jaren, and she had like 200 something agility or something like that. And she was getting like three turns for everybody else's one turn, and she was acting almost immediately after doing her command. Like sometimes, like before huh. this, before this point, like every every one of my characters, I'd be able to choose an action for them, and then like Jaren might go, and then like Lufia would go or whatever. But after maxing. Uh, like raising up Jaren's agility a lot, she would like, she'd get, uh, I'd pick her action and she'd go before everybody else, and then she, I'd get to pick her action again before anybody else went and attack. And I was like, this is pretty fucking sweet. So, yeah, I guess, yeah. Well, I, I guess I didn't have that yeah, going on for me. That, that's so that way when you fight the uh, the sinstrels at the end, you can just cast mirror and this basically not get hit. <laughs> pretty much. Wait, I mean, I feel like that's. I was able to do that with three people. I, I, I wasn't able to have mirror on everybody for four people. 
So I was almost better off before you got Luffy back. Or just let somebody fucking die. Yeah. And that brings me to another problem I have with this game, with, like, the whole, like, weight and agility bullshit and the monsters doing, like, attacks before you and stuff. Is that there were multiple points in the game where some, mo like, the monster difficulty would be, like, okay, these guys are hitting my guys for, like, uh, like an eighth of my health or, like, a, a sixth of my health. Like, no big deal. And then, like, the next monster you fight is, like, suddenly casting Flood or some bullshit and doing half damage to all your characters. And then, like, there's three of them, and they all yes. do Flood, and you just get fucking wiped out before you can even do anything. And I'm like... It's like the enemies are harder than the bosses when you have a, bit, a bunch of them that can do AOE spells. I'm like, because yeah. I, I can't, like, I just, let me just make a save state before this fight starts and hopefully I run away. You know, I don't know if, like, magic <laughs> defense or something is different than regular defense, but I feel like magic's OP in this game, too. Like, well, the enemy's fucking magic is OP on your ass, I feel like. They fucking crush you against magic. Yeah. I felt like when I used magic, I would, I'd rather not do it because... Usually, like, uh, my main character in, like, Agarro, even though they were slow, they'd still get an attack off or two before the mage characters casted their spells. And then sometimes, depending on the spell, like, they just did half the damage that the melee characters did. I'm like, what the fuck was the point of that? Yeah, you're I was better off taking a turn to buff up Agarro than I was to, like, use a magic spell. Or yeah. a GLD on everybody, or what a heal everybody, like... To me, it wasn't even like I—I I didn't have the luxury of really casting spells. I had—I had, had Lufio cast spells because I would just equip her with whatever ring, uh, and then use the ring that corresponds with her highest spell, like if it was bolt or lightning or whatever the lightning spell was, or if it was the fire—no, not the fire, but the what else—the the water spell. Water. Yeah. yeah. So she gets like those. She gets different levels of those, and then depending on um, what which one, everyone was highest, I would just do that. But the the bolt spells or the lightning spells, I don't, I can't remember the name. I think they're both of them, but flash, flash. But when but, you have, yeah, there's flash, bolt, and thunder. I think yeah, flash, bolt, thunder. So when you get bolt, like it's it's just as good. I felt like it was just as good as like a regular attack from hero. So I just used that more than I used uh, Jaren to kind of just buff and debuff and heal or whatever. So, um, so. And you by Nick. In Lufia two, does does is it does everybody's turn go off the get go? Like, do you click everybody's turn, or is it like this where it kind of just like randomly goes with? You know what I'm saying? I think you pick everybody's actions. Like a breath of, like a breath of fire, right? Yeah, but I'm not 100 percent sure. I think so too. I'm like, is this one of the only few games for SNES? Because it's kind of unique in that way, where it's like turns are kind of just randomized through agility, I guess. Because again, Final Fantasy has the ATB, which is, agility plays a part, but still, it's a different system. And most other games like Dragon Quest and stuff that don't have ATB, you kind of just everybody, you pick everybody's turn off the get go, and then yeah, kind of like just go rounds. Yeah, well, this one, it's you know, so it's kind of unique in that way, which I guess is something. Yeah, it's definitely unique, but they could have definitely like yeah. made it shitty. Like yeah, it's 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 terrible, but I mean, I feel like is it the first game to do that? Like in my head, I feel like it. Probably is, so. right? It's probably the only game because, like, every other JRPG is like consistent with their logic, I guess, with like yeah. combat. Where, like, turn order is di dictated by agility or whatever, but you still pick character uh, commands 
like uh, at the beginning of the round, and then whoever has the most goes first. Yeah, but this one just it's just like you fucking toss everything in the air, and then where it lands is where it lands, and you got to fucking deal with it. And it's like okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, liked I would like a system like this. Well, I guess there probably is games that have this system now, but if it was been done like correctly and more explained, it actually would have been pretty cool. But I feel like they could have done this if they had some visual indication of when a character's like attack was like a turn was coming, and then like Final Fantasy X, we get a little counter on the right. Well, no, so like I guess like Grandia even. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, that's that's a better analysis. Like, because like your characters like wait. Like the, the bar fills up or whatever, the the face goes around the circle, and then it's like okay, action, and then you do you pick the action, and then they kind of wait a little bit until they perform the action, which is exactly what this does, but they just mask everything, and the monsters are fast as fuck. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a pain in the fucking ass. That's why at the end, I just I just cast almost just about like some of the last bosses or whatever. All the socials mostly, well, not because I started using mirror, but like. A lot of them, before I got Mirror, I would just be casting Boost, every Boost the one that heals everybody? Yeah. I was just casting that, like, every turn with, with Jaren or Lufia, because I don't know when the fuck I'm going to get to go again, so I'd rather just heal if they don't need it, you know, and not get put in a bad spot. Yeah, I can definitely relate to that. And Boost is a dumb name for a healing spell, by the way. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's fucking, it's awful. It's, all the spell names are awful. Like, I think, like, de- I think uh, Death is, like, Raise, so you're like, wait, the... yeah, it's dead. Yeah, dead. yeah. Oh, see, yeah, I didn't. I'm stupid. I was looking at every shit. I, I, I didn't even realize I have like, I don't think I, I, I never really, really barely use revive that much. Like, the, I know maybe like four or five times till the end of the game, which I get wrecked. Like, I didn't. I was like, goddamn, this. I gotta conserve these revives anyways, because I don't have no fucking way to revive. <laughs> I didn't know I had the spell for it. Was it also? Was it just me or? Is getting access to a spell that turns your characters into a fucking statue, and then twenty levels later getting the spell that cures that shit? Most retarded fucking <laughs> thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Yes. Why, why the fuck would you turn your character, your own characters, into a statue? That doesn't make any fucking sense to me. Like you Something... can't. Well, like you can't like taunt with aggro or nothing, and then turn them into a fucking statue and make them tank hits. It's just like, oh, I'll turn you into a fucking statue, and if all all your characters' are statues get game over. And then at that time point in the game, you're fighting monsters that can use glare or whatever and turn your characters to statues. And it's like, I don't understand. I don't understand the point of what the fuck this is for. I, th- I thought it's they just they're like, we're gonna make a JRPG. We'll just figure this shit out as we go along. Well, couldn't you use statue on the enemies and try to turn them to stone? But that never worked. Can you? I didn't even bother with that shit. I, I don't. I, yeah, you can. I never bothered aspects in pretty much any JRPG really because unless it's like something like Cosmic Star Heroin where it's really needed what the fuck's the point you can kill them in two hits anyways yeah exactly but yeah so I, think, like, I think it for some reason the cursor starts on your character but you can push it up to the the, the monster character so um but yeah I definitely tr- I was like oh statue I wonder if that's like defense up and then I definitely turned my guy to stone and I was like fuck <laughs> Before I started really looking into like what the spells like did, like I was just trying to like, oh that's a new spell, I'll try that, and then I I died. Yeah, like well, what what level were you at at the end, Nick? Were you? I'm not sure you weren't as far as Kujo, but were you like in the forties? Yeah, I think my hero was like forty-two. Luffy was like forty because I 
lost her for a little bit. Agaro was like 38, and then Jaren was like 39 or something. Okay, so yeah, you were like a little bit ways ahead of me. But so I didn't get like I didn't get fucking mirror to like like I, I'm looking at the guy and they're like, oh, you should be in level 40 for this fight. And I'm like, there's no fucking way. And I understand I ran for some shit, but there's no fucking way in hell I should be in that level unless you just didn't know what the fuck you were doing and you were just roaming around fighting counters all the time. Well, I never, I never like ran from encounters except okay, I ran from two. I don't remember when, but uh, and I, but I never used sweet water and I never used foul water. And I mean, I was, you weren't even like that far ahead of me, really, in the grand scheme of things. So that kind of shows unless you just do serious grinding. Well, I also turned off encounters in the last three. Oh, uh, okay. So, well, I ran from I ran from, in the last three dungeons. I ran from everything. Sweet water. Fair enough. Um, yeah, the, <laughs> so, la- the last like when I was underwater. Uh, the underwater stuff, I started turning off encounters, or I use sweet water or whatever. Be- Even though you use sweet water, though, it doesn't really change it that much. You still get a bunch of fucking encounters. It's fucking million. But you, get, you get less though. Fair, I don't know. I, I felt like I used a sweet water, and then like two steps later, I got a fucking encounter. So I don't. I don't know. Well, I think the the actual like whatever the. Because, like, what's the, the step counter is still supposed to be overall less. Because you can go, like, 30 steps without getting one sometimes with one on, but still go three steps and get one. It's stupid how they fucking do it, I think. But Yeah, I guess it it's expands the range of, like, the RNG role for you getting the encounter or whatever the fuck it is. So instead of, like, it being between 1 through 12 and then adding up whatever the fuck the number is, like Travis said, it, it makes it, like, 30 or something, so... You still will get an encounter occasionally after three steps, but it's supposed to be rarer. But the fucking encounter rate is almost as bad as it is in Sweet Green 4. It's worse. Yeah, and then I didn't know that, I think I told you on Discord, I didn't know that the monster ring made it higher because I had it on for one whole dungeon because <laughs> I thought it would just make you do more damage against monsters. I'm like, god damn, this oh, yeah. fucking cave. Every fucking other step I'm going in, I'm getting an encounter. Yeah. The naming <laughs> and the programming on some of the shit. Because, like, none of the dragon shit works on dragons, I don't think. So, like, well, I know like, a couple of dragons, like, on the guy, I was like, no, I was like, yeah, it doesn't. No, I was like, the ghost ring doesn't work on this ghost. I'm like, well, what the fuck is the point? Like, what the fuck's the point if it doesn't work on a boss? Who fucking cares if you do a little bit more damage on an enemy? Yeah. So then you just use those colored rings, whatever, white, black. You're good. Yeah, flat step. Why, why would you want the monster ring anyway? Like the encounter rate's not fucking high enough for anybody to uh, grind. Well, I think the reason is like, the there's only like so many fall waters in the game, so if you're trying to grind like for some of that gear, um, it's nice to have that fall water so that you're not just like running in circles for hours. So like literally every step is an encounter. Um. But after the, I think you only get four or five fall waters, and then after that, uh, you use like the monster ring, the sweet water, be, and then then it increases encounter rate. I'd be willing to bet that they didn't put it in there because they were thinking about you farming for items. They just like they just put like, oh, we got one in here that decreases it. Let's just fucking throw one in here and increase well, it too. I guarantee you, there's no thought process behind it. They had to think that you're gonna grind for items because they had items that only like one monster drops, and then it's a rare drop. So they had to know you're gonna do that. Yeah, but your encounter rate is so damn high anyways. Yeah, but some of the monsters... Like, so I was trying to get that last helmet, you know? 
the might helmet is like such a rare drop because the mon the the monster that spawns it um doesn't spawn that often so there's only two caves it's in and then one of them um so i was kind of like grinding the sword and the, the helmet at the same time and i got more of those uh hydras like all the time and then i got two of those swords from those hydras from doing it but the uh whatever the monster is that drops the the helmet like i, I think i fought it for like i had like uh i think I, I got 99 smoke bombs and then if it wasn't a the monster i was trying to fight i just did smoke bomb to get to get out of the, the battle and i went through a whole stack of that and i didn't get the drop so i was like fuck it that's dedication <laughs> i just fucking hacked it in well i don't have that ability on on my uh snes I, so i i will say in my defense though i waited until i first i was able to first encounter the monster that dropped the items and then i was like okay so i can technically theoretically have gotten the item now i'm just gonna hack the shit in so so you can save myself best time. Gear for everyone uh yeah i had mass mighty might swords over for the the two characters that can use it the mighty bow uh everybody had mighty shields everybody had mighty helmets uh and mighty armor and but that was it but i still was getting my ask like the fucking sinistrals was still doing like 150 something yeah gauge was the hardest one for me because at my level when he did like his certain like uh power attack move he just he just one he one shot somebody yeah and i was like it puts like that game, when you only have three people, once you get one person down, it kind of puts you, like, in a bad spot. Even using a miracle, I was like, I don't want to use all of them, because I thought the next two or three were going to be hard. Well, I, yeah. used, well, I, well, I was fine, because I was overleveled. Um, <laughs> but also, the hero has, like, a, a spell that cures everyone to 100% health. Well, I don't think I have that spell. Yeah. yeah I didn't get that either. I think it's, like, level 45. I wouldn't even hit level 40. I think hero is, like, 39. Um... I don't know where Lupia was. Agarro was like 35, and Jaren was like 33. Yeah, I was like level 50, but I think level 45 or something, Hero gets, it's called Champion or something. And literally, like, well, it, literally, champion, here's I thought Champion does one person all the life back, not everybody, right? Uh, whatever the one, there's another one you get where it does everyone, and it's, it's it only costs like 35 magic points or something like that. So I just did that if I got low. I wonder why the fuck he doesn't get boost but he gets the heal because no one else got champion either did they uh, other than him uh no jaren gets it jaren gets it okay so it's like lufia gets some healing spells she doesn't get all the healing spells he gets some heal. it's kind of weird uh yeah hero gets valor at level 47 which is a full party recovery yeah valor. well i mean if fucking level 47 do you really need that spell anymore no Not really, <laughs> <laughs> but it did make. I mean, it, you. I, I guess you. I used it a couple times on the central fight, so I guess you do use it. I mean, but then it's yeah, like, but you just get by with boost, especially boost and mirror. Boosted like fifty hit points. So I was like, that's nothing. I like four hundred. Oh, it's like eighty to ninety. I think. That's yeah, what I was like that. stronger on everybody. Definitely. Oh, maybe I wasn't paying. I don't know. I just, I didn't really use that much of healing because I. My guys are They were doing like five damage on you, so you didn't need to heal. They're still doing decent damage, but yeah, I, I was OP, so but I didn't really fucking pay attention, I guess. So do you have? Do you have any hard? Or, or, I don't remember y'all saying about breaking anything up. But are y'all talking about boss encounters with the combat, or that's separate? 
Yeah, you can talk. We can talk about Boston Connors. Did y'all have any that give you any trouble? The only one I died at was that ghost one on, on the tower. Yeah, he he killed. Him. I had to grind for him. He like he like confused and put everyone to sleep, and then like just uh, after that he like wrecked me. So that AOA flood spell just fucking was <laughs> wrecking my fucking team, and I didn't have any, boss, anything. After that, everything was I didn't have any issues with. Did you have any problems, Nick? Uh, yeah, problems with the same guy because he was also stealing MP and shit, and oh, like yeah. he would steal all the MP from the healers, and I'm like, fuck. Yeah, and the yeah, flood would fuck me up too, and so like I quick saved before the fight. I lost the first time, but the second time I got lucky, so I was like, all right. Yeah, he here. he crushed me like three or four or five times. Where I was like, I don't. There's no like, there's no, <laughs> there's no way I'm gonna be able to like get lucky. So I had a good grind until I got healing with uh two other people because I only had it with one person, I think. And then you guys, you had the trouble with nobody else. Not really. That guardian of light motherfucker was fucking me up. Well, I actually fought enemies, so I think I was okay <laughs> leveled. And I think I've had the uh, the magic resist up spell or whatever for everybody, a shield or whatever the fuck it was with Lufia. So I just casted that a bunch of times, and then yeah, that I got to like an absorb war with the guy, and I had Jaren absorbing him. He would absorb from Jaren back and forth a couple times, and I was like, all right, I can do this all day, bitch. <laughs> he was paying the ass. I ended up, I think I ended up heading around a couple levels, and I didn't even get either of those spells, but I was able to get some a decent run with him. I saved Sadie before the motherfucker and just gave it a couple few goes until I figured it out. And then I had problems with like the pirate. You had to fight like two people, like a pirate fucker and some other dude. And it might have been like the last dungeon before the Sinistrals. Yeah, it's like the last one on the island. You had to save the little douchey kid. Yeah, that one, one motherfucker kept throwing fucking bombs on my ass. Which is pissing me the fuck off. I, and then... the, the, I took out the left guy, like the guy with the least amount of hit points first, and then uh, the captain guy second. Because uh, the, I... the other guy would heal the captain, so I just took that guy out first. So. Yeah, but I feel like, for me, I don't know if this is like was programmed in, but when I took the other guy out, then the motherfucker just started using, like, stronger moves over on me over and over, and I'm like, what the fuck? Oh. I guess I... The guy did. I mean, I, I didn't die against him, um, I don't think, but I had a hard... My biggest thing with a lot of these bosses was, like, the I was so shitty leveled that pretty much the only person that was really doing damage all the time was Aggro. Like, Kiro was not really doing damage maybe a third of the time because he was either, like, uh, boosting somebody or draining somebody. Like, that's I just felt like that was the best strategy for me. So I was just, like, pretty much just relying on aggro to do all the damage. So it was, like, some of these fights were long as shit for me. I remember you guys complaining about, like, the hero was useless, but I, I guess the way I equipped him, like, he was on par with aggro most of the time. Like, he wasn't as strong, but he... The way I had him set up is he had more, like, defense, so he could take hits better. And he was still... He was more like a jack-of-all-trades kind of guy. Yeah. And he was still... Uh, he was infinitely more useful than fucking Jaren. Yeah, Jaren is fucking stupid. She has, like, half the MP of Lufia. Like, what the fuck is her... Was Artie that fucking useless, useless in Lufia, too? I feel like he wasn't. I mean, he he might got might have got better spells, but like I feel like the spell selection Jaren got was ass. 
Like, well, she can warp, so she's important. And escape, like ooh. yeah, that's like that's the only reason you have her. Jiren's your utility, but um, she's good for uh, like boosting everyone, and then casting mirror. I mean, that's that's but basically what she's for. But well, yeah, uh, but I didn't I didn't, I didn't have... get mirror until the end of the fucking game, like the last almost the last fight. Oh, I, I, I didn't have mirror up to that point, so I was <laughs> like, okay. But uh, the hero, um, <laughs> I, he was he just kind of. Like, I felt like he fell uh, in the beginning of the game. He fell behind more than I would like. Like, Agro uh, was like one shotting, and then like Hero was like not. So I was kind of getting pissed about that. And then I just kind of leveled up, up a little bit. Then I was fine. It's just like in the beginning when he kind of is a little weaker, and before you get so many like any like kind of good spells for him, it's kind of like okay, he's just a wor- like a worse version of Agro. But then. Middle of the game, he's fine. It's just the beginning, he kind of sucked. That's what I was complaining about. I got you. I think Maxim's yeah. pretty much the same in two, right? He's not that great, really. He's uh, pretty much just a jack of trades, kind of like Kiro is. Like he's never going to do nowhere near the damage that Decker or a guy are. Yeah, I guess that's the point of the character. Yeah. Uh, anything else you guys want to say about like battle system? We can move on. Yeah, no, no, I can talk about the generic of it enough. Just yeah, uh, just, just uh, to put a cap on it, it's just it's very basic, and you have to fight a lot of them, so it gets boring really quick. So if you're not like, this is definitely not for um anybody. Like if you're young, don't play this game because you'll hate it. <laughs> yeah, there's way more better options. Maybe like people in our age range can appreciate it a little bit because you played it when you're a kid but it's hard to get through the whole thing so oh i also add uh that like random encounters for the most part feel like they are like yeah you, you, you have to burst the enemy before they burst you whereas fighting bosses it feels like it's a battle of attrition and it's like yeah. such a weird yeah like way they do it like i don't like the point of the game is to teach you how to like best do combat, but then there's two different thought processes between the two different combat uh, combats that you get involved in. Like with random enemies, like we said earlier, they have the potential of just fucking wiping your party out in half a second. And most of the time, you're fighting bosses. It's like it's one enemy, and they do generally medium strength attacks or less. So you have a chance to kind of catch your breath between like actions, whereas like you fight, you can fight random encounters, and depending on what you, what gets spawned, they can have like up to seven, I think up to seven enemies on screen, and sometimes it's just like attack, 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 and you get fucked. Like I think I fought these werewolf things once, and like one did Fang on Lufia and did like hundred damage. Another one did Fang on Lufia, she died. Then a third one did Fang on Jaren. 100 something damage and she's like almost dead i'm like i haven't even gotten an attack yet what the fuck's going on <laughs> and it's uh it's definitely yeah. a fucking wild ride i'm just using what, anything i knew that had AO spell and there was like two or three of them i just ended up using smoke bombs because like i'm not even i don't even feel like taking a minute to heal everybody back up with the potion after these fights because i was just stacking up on potions and like just healing after every fight because i don't feel like the experience, like, it wasn't like you got that much more experience for fucking fighting these enemies that could wreck your ass compared to the yeah. ones that were easy. So, well, what the fuck's the point in fighting them if I can just run away? That's the well, way yeah. I. 
even sometimes you'd fight hard enemies and you get like 500 experience and then you go fight enemies that just sit there and let you beat their ass and yeah like, oh, 1200 or something and you're like why the fuck can i just fight these things all the time this is great yeah there was like some it was like, it was like a chicken or something early on there's like giving you a bunch of experience I gave you a bunch of money, like the zoo. Oh, uh, money, that's what it was, yeah. Rooster, rooster, rooster sore or some shit. Yeah, fight those mid but, things, or like the little red square, like, jelly guys. Those give you the experience. Sorry. What, what did you say? Uh, you were just saying they give, they give you a lot of experience, right? Yeah, so I, that's when I, like, that's when I would use those foul waters when I first encounter them. And then I would just, that's where I save state, like, I save state, walk a step. And if it wasn't, like, one of those, like, uh, mimics or whatever, I would reset, and then that way I got, like, a shit ton of experience. I kind of did that, but instead, because they fleed so often, I would encounter them and then save state and then get through a turn with all my characters without one of them leaving, and then I would save state again. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was I would kind of do that, too, if, I, like, if they all ran away. Like, I would... Yeah, save state in the battle when the battle started, and then if they all ran away, I would restart. And yeah, I would do that too, or a couple of times. But then I realized it was it was taking too much time for me to stop them from fleeing. Also, if you confuse them, they don't run away. So I, I oh okay. So I was using confuse on them, and then uh, it would hit like a couple of them. So at least I would have a couple each time. So then then I was fine if I just got a couple each time. So. My dumbass just fucking physically attacked almost every enemy in the game. Like, I barely used magic, so it was always like... Well, even early on, like, Agro mostly one-shot dude, so I let him, like, hit whatever, and then I knew that Hero and Lufia together would kill another person, a, a monster, so I just kind of had them attack in tandem if possible. Mm. And I just carried that through the whole game. Like, I just... I tried using spells with Lufia, and they were generally not as... Uh, just as effective or not as effective as like her regular attack at that point for some reason. And depending on the monster, you... they would resist the, the spell and do like five damage. I'm like, this is dumb as fuck. I'll just hit it for 70. Yeah, well, yeah, I remember earlier on, if you were like saying that you were doing that, I'm like, I don't really see how it's saving me that much time to really think about casting the, like, <laughs> it's lazy as shit, but like the time that it saves for me to hit up and think about clicking on a spell is not worth like, the, the battles are quick anyways, as long as you're not getting wrecked by a bunch of spells. Yeah. Well, Lufia, when she gets the lightning spell, she's worth using for, like, she'll one-shot things. And, like, all, like, humanoid-type creatures are weak to lightning, like anything with, like, a helmet or, like, an armor. So she would wreck those. Or there's, like, uh, some monsters that are, like, weak to water. So, I don't know. I would just, if I saw those, I would, I would kill them in one shot, but... I I didn't want to use any magic in the dungeons that much, anyways, because I didn't I wanted to conserve conserve it because I didn't want to use the spells to get it back until like I really needed it. I used I saved all my MP for healing. Like I never used items. Oh, uh, see, I just stacked up on potions because they're like a hundred dollars for ten of them, so I'll just buy like three hundred of them. Yeah, I got all that MP up shit, <laughs> so I never ran out of magic. Well, for, I felt like every time I went to a new town, I spent all my money on getting everybody geared up, so I couldn't have... Yeah, I, I had that problem, too. And like, I couldn't buy any spoke bones, which was like, pissing me off. This is definitely one of those games where you gotta sell your equipment because you only have, like, five pages of, like, stuff. So I, I always, like... I never sell my equipment because, you know, that's what I've learned through games. Like, for the most part, they reuse some shit, or you have, like, one of the things turns into the ultimate weapon, but if you sell it, you can't get it back. 
I've done that too many times. <clears throat> but this game, like, nothing really matters. Like, once you get the better ring, sell the ring. Once you get a better uh, sword, sell the sword. Like, Standard for upgrading it a lot of times was go in there, get aggro the best weapon, then you usually have, like, the second, the, you already have the best weapon from last town. So if I have the money, I give Hero the sword aggro had. And then I really, really buy armor like every three towns. I would just buy like the shields and the helmets because they were like half the price and gave me like five or six defense. Yeah. Just as much armor. So like, I just kind of just, like, I didn't try to get everything. Or I didn't, there's no way in hell I was going to have the money for all that shit. Until the end. I feel like at the end, I, sh- no, there's like a t- towards the part towards the end where I feel like I was doing good on gold. And then like towards the very, very end, I started running out again. At the end, I had like 2 million gold, so I was fine. Because I just fucking did all that fucking grinding. If you find the engagement ring, it cuts the price of, or the, yeah, the, price, the purchase price of items and shit in half. Where the fuck is that at? It was some cave somewhere. But there's also a diamond ring you can find which doubles the price of items, which is a fucking trolley ass thing. Like, this, they, the devs. Oh. Like, this, ass. this is what I'm talking about with the whole goddamn uh, fucking foul water shit. There's no logic to what the fuck that, why they did it. The diamond ring actually does increase prices of things, but also increases the selling price. So the Ah, that's the point. That's the point. So you're supposed to use a diamond ring to sell shit, but it's a fucking annoying to like equip it and then to sell everything. So I just said fuck it. Because it doesn't really increase it that much. I gotcha. Also, this game has like a unique thing. I don't think I've ever seen it in another game where like there's a town that specifically has every single item you've ever sold in it and you can buy it back if you really want to. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. It's like, alright. Well, it's kind of like, yeah. I guess that's kind of like their way around uh, your the limited space you have, like in your item. So if you ever sell it, you just go back there and get it again. Well, this game also has a kind of interesting thing, which I guess not that many games really do it, especially in that era, is where you can really kind of like go off <laughs> one or two towns ahead of where you're at and get good gear if you like were to, able to get through the enemies. Yeah, if you can survive like the trek there because you get your... But you probably wouldn't have the fucking money to upgrade anyways because it'd probably be way more expensive than what you have. Yeah. But it really pissed me off because there's so many towns. It's like, I hate going to a town upgrading the best I could, and then literally five minutes later, I'm in another town with better gear. I'm like, are you fucking serious? Like, are you fucking serious? I just spent $30,000 on Zax. Yeah. And now something is 30 stronger? Yeah, for another 8k that you can't <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, are you, what the fuck? Oh, oh shit. Um, character progression, like, really? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, basically, yeah. you gain levels, and you, as, depending on what level you are, you either get a new spell or not, and then aggro, he doesn't get any spell. No progression, yeah. He just gets He's been... attack points or whatever, but you get random <laughs> add-ups, and, like, I think uh, Nikki said that every 16 levels, it, like, evens out or some shit. Yeah, it averages out, and then you can, uh, like... So the way that it works is, uh, like, every 16 levels, you can either have at best plus two or something to your stats uh, average or minus three or it's, it's that way or the other way around so you don't really get like super fucked because it's not like fire emblem where you can't i think in fire emblem you can get fucked right oh yeah like because it's all pure like our that's all pure rng like yeah it's like level. you take too many five steps and then you gain this level and then all of a sudden your shit gets fucked well that so in that one you each stat only has a certain percentage chance of getting leveled up, so every stat gets to roll the die or RNG or whatever, 
And if you meet the minimal requirement for that percentage, like strength is like 20% and you roll 20 out of 100 or whatever, you get that stat up. So you, it's conceivable that you a character that relies on their strength can never get a strength up to do damage. And then they become worthless, which is dumb, but it, that's the way it is. Yeah, uh, it's not very likely, but it's definitely it's possible. Whereas in this game, you can the most you can get fucked by is like minus fifteen stats or whatever. But each potion you can find gives you plus like three to stats or something like that. So it's like you can fix anything that gets fucked up, but the stat the stat points don't matter that much because like you'll find weapons that give you like plus three hundred attack plus at the end of the game so it's like uh is 13 14 15 points whatever that big a deal no yeah. um and then other than other than other than leveling up character progression like we've said is just learning random like spells at random levels and then getting new gear from shops plus the stat potions right um i don't think there's any mini games in this game if there are any i didn't find any uh, the only uh, thing I would consider a mini game is when you go to the, the, cave. the cave, the old cave. Which is, the cave is pretty shitty in this game. For, for a little bit I did it compared to fucking 2. The 1 and 2 is fucking awesome. Basically it's just like there every 5 levels you can go down to this cave and there's random treasure. Well, they're not random, there are treasures there. Some of them, <laughs> most of them are, some of them are empty, some of them are already open. Um, and... If you die, do you lose everything you got? You lose like most of your money or something like that. Well, no, 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 you lose the chest you gain. Is it is it likely PS2 where it's like a rogue like dungeon? Okay. No, this is more like a side quest. Yeah, and I only did it like one extra time, other than the time I was supposed to do it, and I was like, okay, this doesn't really seem that interesting. I never died, so I don't know what happens, but <clears throat> um... we can't all be as good as you, Kuja. Well, the first time I died was by myself at the very beginning of the game, and I got fucked by some jellies or something. I was like, wow, that just happened. Dude, if you do die in this fucking game, like, if you do die, then you have to go all the way back to the last town and then bring everybody back, and then you use a bunch of money to bring them back. So, die in this game, since there's no save point at a boss, can really fuck you. Luckily, I have save saves, so I was like, I'm not dealing with that bullshit, but... It doesn't like super fuck you. It just like use use a bunch of money. Well, yeah, I'm talking about fuck you as it's like in t in progress. Like it's like you gain the levels, you yeah. keep the levels. So there's that, but it's like I'd be fucking pissed at like thirty five fucking minutes to get back to this goddamn balls. And a lot of the dungeons are fucking ass backwards. Unless you have a map, like and like you hand wrote maps or something like that. Like, good luck. Yeah, I, I tried the first half and not use a guide. I'm like, because I was still enjoying the game then, but once the game started becoming annoying, I'm like, fuck this. Yeah. Well, as soon as I remembered the encounter rate was every three fucking steps you get into a fight, I was like, there's no way I'm walking through dungeons without a map. So I looked up maps and I was like, thank God for that, because I could not imagine walking back and forth between some of these levels and having an encounter like every three fucking steps and being like, I just want to go in this fucking room. I just want to see what's what's in this room. And you walk in a room and it's empty. That would yeah. piss me off so much. Or, the, or like I said earlier, it's a fucking antidote or something that you can buy for five fucking dollars. Yeah. Fuck, can, can, we cut the chest, can we cut the chest down by 90% and just have useful things in there? Exactly. 
Oh shit. You talking right. about how the shops worked? Uh, well, yeah, we'll, we'll do traversal first, I guess. Oh, okay. But, uh, yeah, that, I don't think there's any other mini games besides, like, I don't know, there's, like, hidden chests and stuff, and... Uh, Was there any side, like, quest or anything, either? Like, it, it, sometimes you go to town and they'd be like, oh, this was... And you, like, talk to this girl, and like, oh, the sailor from fucking ten hours ago, but, like, is there any is there any significance to, like, any of that shit? Or is it just, like, kind of world-building? I think it's just world-building. I didn't know. Well, the thing that... They need to cheat or something. Annoys me, like, about these uh, older games is, like, you can go back to any of the old towns. Like, you can go back to the town for, like, the elf town for, like, and get healed for zero gold, you know? Like, you'd use that in every time. But the thing that annoys me is, like, you go back to your, like, original hometown and, like, no one, nothing ever changes. It's always the same, like, comments. So that's what I like about, like, definitely, like, nowadays where things change after, like, a scene. Like, the the NPCs have different scripts and stuff. So, like, this is, like, definitely your most basic of basic. Well, yeah, that's, I mean, that's fair argument. But, like, in reality, who's going back, who really is ever going back to the first town ever again anyways? Yeah, other I do. Well, I'm saying, like... It, I, I can understand why they should change it if they're if you have to go back to this first town for plot reasons, but to me, like I don't, like I I know you're you're talking about trails and stuff, but like there really is no reason for them to put effort in changing dialogue in the town in the first town when you're never ever required to go back, in my opinion. Yeah, most JRPGs don't do that. It's like, like it, I feel like it sh- I feel like it should change if you have to go back. They should say different shit. Like oh, you know, like you were banished and now whatever kind of shit. Well, but... if, like the world got destroyed and they're still saying the same shit. Like that's the kind of stuff that annoys me. Like you know, I'm not, I'm not saying like uh, every time you go back something should be different. But like if there's like a like a world changing event or like someone died and like you go back to your hometown and you're, you're like talking to your dad or some shit. You know the. Like, you go back to your original town where I guess the innkeeper was, like, Luffy's dad or, like, raised her. Like, you, he doesn't ever say anything besides, like, hey, take a, take a little rest here. But yeah, but, like, how many, how many games, even, like, the modern era, really do that other than Trails? I think most of them do. Nowadays. No, man. <laughs> I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't, like, I mean, great, I don't play a lot of AAA RPGs, but, like, I don't feel like a lot of them probably really do that much. Did Arise? I don't think so. Yeah, they changed I... after a while. Like, they didn't always say the same thing. Like, after uh, you save that, like, last town in Arise, um, and then, like, different agents went back. Like, not like not everyone said the same thing, but some people said some different stuff. Like, when, uh, uh, what's his name, Dad got killed, he went back there, and they said different stuff. Bullers. Well, to to kind of defend this game, they already were running out of space. They had to fucking no. remove. Don't defend items. this game. No, no shit. Like, <laughs> it's it's not shit. But like, they could they couldn't figure out simple fucking things. So I'm pretty sure they weren't worried about figuring out fucking the first town. Kujo going back twenty hours later. I guess I, mean, I wasn't I wasn't saying like this is a negative of this game. I know. I'm just saying I, I hate that. Like, I hate this shit. So. You're spoiled by trails, but I you're spoiled so by fucking spoiled by trails. <laughs> I mean, you go play Breath of Fire. Like they, they do the same bullshit. Like the, all the NPCs say the same shit. Yeah, I would After... probably be pissed about that too. Like, like you it's... save the world, but uh, my dad, but, like, is at the river or something. I don't know. Like, 
Go beat Earthbound, and everybody in the whole game changes what they say and talks to you in a different way because you beat the game. Well, that's, like, that's a little different, like, how Tales of Arise, whatever, like, after a big event, stuff changes. But, like, what what I feel like Kuju is comparing this shit to is Trails, where, like, your character walks up a fucking staircase, and you go back downstairs, and everybody has something new to say. And it's like, holy, like, you walk out of the fucking door, you walk back in, everybody's talking about something new. Like, that's yeah. super fucking... Like it's it's great that they do that kind of world building, but like, it's also very unnecessary for almost every single game out there. And probably every translator no, would hate that shit. Like, are you fucking serious? Are you, do I really have to type in a hundred fucking different sayings for this character? Yeah, I'm not saying every game has to be trails. I'm just saying after world events, that's what you know. I want some like when the when Sinestros rise from the from the ocean. Like everyone in the original towns, like just never even comments. They don't. They don't. They don't care. They're going about their daily life. Kuja, no one cares. I guess. Uh, I'm just saying, it's better when they do that. They do change. That's all. Awesome. I I agree with you on things like Final Fantasy VII, where you go back to Nibelheim or whatever. Maybe after a certain thing, that people should talk differently. But like, I don't feel like this regular town that no one gives a fuck about that's not relevant at all should really it should matter. I will say, about, I'm not even talking about like unnecessary towns. I'm talking about like, your starting town where you're like your your like people are. You know, like you would actually go like when something happens in your life, you talk to your dad or your mom or whatever, someone close, and you're gonna talk to them about what happened, and not just like random shit. I don't know. That's it's well, that's, that's dumb. I know it's dumb. It's dumb. It's dumb. I get it. Okay. I was just say technically the main character is an orphan or something, right? He has no fucking family, so how's he gonna talk to you? How's the hero of Maxim's descendant if he never got off the fucking Doom Island? Tell me that one. No. Live you two to find out. What? I mean, yeah. Do you not play Live you two? Because I mean, I know how that happened. I forget. The baby was the the baby was never with the baby was back at the um where Solon is. Solon. They had the hometown. They went up on the the island. Yeah. They had the baby right there after Gage, right? Yeah, they have it pretty early. Well, yeah. Well, like, it almost seems like the end of the game kind of yeah. thing. Spoilers for Livia too, but we don't care. I mean, it's the kind of give it away if you're the descendant of Maxim. They have yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, just, I don't remember that. Part. Yeah, it's, there's spoilers for the end of Livia too because they show you that at the beginning of Livia 1, so. Yeah, like, spoilers. It's the fucking games. Yeah. <laughs> you, already, you already know how Livia 2 ends. Damn, there you go. Don't have to play it. <laughs> at least they add a little bit to the end of Lithia 2 where you have to go like shut down those three things. Yeah. But this is not Lithia 2. Uh, we'll get to that one. And then it'll be a much better experience. Yep. Uh, well, so shops. Uh, Travis, want to talk about that? Uh, um, yeah. I don't understand why there's a buy and a look when, when you select look, you can still buy it. You know... It's one of the great mysteries of the world. <laughs> I mean, did y'all catch on to that too? Because at first I'm like, okay, this is stupid that I'd have to... Because at first I was looking and then backing out and going to buy. And then I actually clicked on it. I'm like, oh, why the fuck would I, why would I want to buy and not look beforehand? My assumption would be that they are lazy devs uh, or programmers. And they didn't want to have to rework the menu to incorporate uh, the ability to look uh, or like try on quote-unquote equipment. Because you have to use buy to buy items. Yeah, I guess that's probably... Because... I, I do appreciate that they had the look thing, though, because I fucking really hate it when 
Um, a game doesn't have that, which it's not very often, really, especially in earlier games. I do. It would be nice if you could do the look by. Do you want to sell your old shit? That's like the perfect scenario there. And but equip, well, like, and, and equip the new shit. Yes, you equip your new shit. You want to buy this? Do you want to sell your old shit? Yes, I do. But that, I think you can. That's like the standard, but this is '93, so that's not the standard yet. Well, Breath of Fire did it. You go to a shop, and uh, as far as I remember, like you have icons of the characters on the right side or something, and you highlight a piece of gear, and it tells you if they can equip it or not, and if they get more like a higher stat or not. So it's definitely possible this time around this time period. Yeah, but when you when and Breath of Fire, when you bought it, did it ask you to equip it and ask you to sell your old shit? I don't think so. I don't remember though, but it, they, they at least give you a visual indicator of your whole party and being like, okay, this is good for this person. And you don't have to like cycle through the fucking each character. In the yeah. Movie yeah. Yeah. And see all the useless stats. Like, Oh boy, you're buying a sword and the only stat you care about is strength. But let me show you the full stat sheet for each character. Yeah. Like, okay. Well, I Thanks. feel like uh, this game is kind of like an indie game before indie game. So like they didn't have maybe the budget to do all the, like the stuff that maybe they wanted to. Well, I did notice during the credits, like, there was only, like, fucking ten employees that worked on the game. Yeah. But I, I'm wondering why that is, because Taito wasn't a small company back then. Well, that, I mean, never, I guess, I guess Neverland or whatever is, a, is was a small company, but you would, you would think Taito still, I mean, it's a pretty big-sized fucking game, though. It's not like they had a, like, some, I wouldn't think they had this terrible, terrible budget. It's a 25-hour fucking game. Well, sure, but it's not really optimized. Like, all the dungeon tile sets are exactly the same. Oh, yeah, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I don't think it's, like... I feel like they probably had... I think they just didn't know what the fuck they were doing, I think. It's more of that. I mean, probably. It's probably, probably both. Because, so. oh, well. I mean, Taito had a lot of good shit. But, yeah, yeah, but yeah, all that... publishing, I don't know that they had too much input on the development of the game. That's fine, but they funded it, right? Isn't I don't fucking know. All I know is that Neverland made it and Taito published it. <laughs> but there's uh, yeah. like four or five different shops. You got your item shop. You got uh, weapons, armor, like a weapon shop, an armor shop. Sometimes there's like cider shops. Ooh, I. This game was um, actually began development for. Oh, they, oh, they begin to delve up a port for the Genesis, but then they stopped because they realized Genesis sucks. <laughs> that's, that's, what Wiki, that's what Wiki says. I don't know. I... <laughs> oh shit! All right. Uh, so Genesis, yeah, the shops good... are kind of weird. The Genesis is definitely not a, as good of an RPG. And they're in like weird, like like there's a couple of times where you go into like the fucking the um the armor store all up here in the top left, and then the the, the uh, weapon stores and like the complete opposite side. That shit is annoying as fuck to me. Like, because you go into some towns and they're right next to each other. And I'm like, why? Why wouldn't you just do that in every fucking town? So you, yeah. So you would go explore, I guess. I don't know. But I mean, like, I don't care about where the item store is. I don't really care about that. But I feel like uh, it's just easier because that way I can know, like, I can look at both and be like, okay, what do I want to buy real quick with the money that I have. Well, they also had a couple towns where you could leave from any fucking yeah. like side of the town that you wanted, yeah. and then they had other towns where there's trees literally like surrounding the entire fucking town for some reason, and you can only leave from the entrance. And it's like, okay. <laughs> Whatever. 
Yeah, I guess I'll walk, walk all the way off. fucking back to the top of the goddamn map. Thanks. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Fucking. Or, or you can fall off dungeons. Like, I actually fell out of one early on. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, that fucking statement. Yeah, or. Well, it's uh, nice at the top. It's good when you're at the top and you're trying. You don't want to walk all the way fucking back down. <laughs> yeah, I don't like. I wasn't paying attention really. I was just like, and like, I'm like, why am I outside the? Oh, I fucking, I can walk off. Um, it's, that's shops. What about traversal? Did we do that already? Yeah, kind of. No, I think we. You get the. Yeah, because you get the the ship. Which you can yeah. still get random encounters on, which I hate that shit. Well, good thing you play Smooth and Four. <laughs> There's not that many games where you get a ship and you can still, or uh, some kind of vehicle and you can still get attacked. I, yeah, I know you can't Fantasy Star I Four. Like, I feel like ship is the like the, well, the ship on the water is like. Always, there's always encounters on the ship on the water, but then once you get the flying ship, you don't get any encounters. There's one game that you get encounters with flying ship. What's that? Fucking Skies of Arcadia? I don't really remember that game, but I figured that's what, I figured that's what it was. In Final Fantasy VI, uh, there's one encounter you can get while flying the ship. Is that Ultros? Like a boss? Huh? Ultros? No. Well, maybe, I guess there's two. There's like one of the uh, oh the the, the the dragon right? I think it's Bahamut. Isn't it Bahamut? Yeah, it's one of the dragons. Yeah. But uh. Um, you have to go to a lot of trouble to get this airship too. You have to go fucking. Oh my god, so much fucking like. It's like twenty. It's almost as bad as Illumina to get the fucking uh, airship. You you should they should just name the airship Fetch Quest. Yeah, like go here. Oh, well, actually, we just sold out of this fuel. You're gonna have to go to this fucking cave. We have to go to like four caves to get to this cave, then fight the dragon. Then you gotta get all this metal so it can fly. Yeah, it's. But it's I mean, it's worth it's worth it though. It's the only way you beat the game. So. Well, I I think going after the oil was preferable to going after the Illumina because. <laughs> oh yeah. You you only had one objective, and it's find one oil. The Illumina's like. <laughs> Oh, open every fucking chest in all these caves. And I'm like, uh, do I have to? <laughs> yes. Like, I'm glad I'm using a map, because otherwise I would have been like, fuck this. Because there's like one cave system where you have to warp between the two and trigger, like, flip switches between them and shit. And doing that shit blind, I'm assuming, sucks ass. And plus, there's like... Using a guy with the Illumina, or as far as like, uh, really following it closely. I'm like, fuck this. Well, yeah, think about it, though, like, you know, you're playing your game, your mom tells you it's dinner time, you push push pause, and you try to go back, and then you're like, well, I don't know the fuck I'm at. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, fuck that. Like, I can only imagine, like, how many people got, like, just rage quit this game. Well, apparently not Nick, because he finished it back in the day. Yeah. It's one of those things, though, like, back then, you had one game yeah. to play. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, I... I would have finished it if I owned it at the time. I don't even want to do it. Is that... So yeah, is it, we... Traversal is walking on the world map. Uh, it... Random encounters. Yep, random Ship, like the, the the ship on the water, where there's random encounters. And then at the very end, you get the flying ship where there's no encounters, so... Yeah, but at that point, like, you only go through two more caves and a tower or something like that. Yeah. So, not really... 
The only good song like. Was there anything else secret you could go to with the airship other than the dragon uh, egg place? Or is there any other cool place you could go to? Or no? You could go to the dragon egg place with just a regular ship. Oh, yeah. well. Let's, let's just skip over that. And <laughs> <laughs> was, there, but was there anything else you could go to? Or is there, was there no reason to have airship other than get to the final area? Yeah, it's just, I think, to fly back. Uh, well, yeah, you didn't really need to. There's no Because you, you can just warp everywhere, so there's no nowhere cool you could go to. Like Yeah, the only reason is to fly. Is to, fly. to get to the end of the game. Yeah, to fly to the end of the game. That's the only point of it. That, I always like that shit in uh, Oregon's when you get to airship and you can go to, like, these, like, you know, cool, like, little islands or what, like, just shit that just randomly on a fucking world map. I guess this game doesn't have all that. There might be that no one's ever looked into because there's, like, you know, when you Google this game, there's, like, not, not many people play or like this game, so there's not much, like, there. There might be, like, some, like, place you can land and there's random encounters of just mimics or something, maybe, but you'd have to really, like, search for that shit, and I don't think any, no one really gives a fuck about well, I mean, probably, I don't know, people have probably thought this game through. I mean, the shit that Nick was saying, they were they were bringing up about the uh, random encounters and the rate. I mean, I think they've taken the shit, broken this game up. Probably just doesn't have anything secret in it, I guess. It, there's nothing else going for it, like, special, so. Well, I think the issue would be, like, the casual player, about halfway through, like, when you start looking for Lumina or whatever... Is like so done with the fucking game. Yeah. They're like, I just, uh, I just want to finish the game. I just want to see how it ends. Yeah. Because I landed on a couple islands that like look like they might be something on there, and I'm like going into this like one tree. I'm like, oh no, never mind. This is fucking waste time. Well, well there's also I like think... no world map that you can see, so like yeah. it's like yeah. a lot of the times the game's like, oh, go northwest, and I'm like, okay, no- how far northwest? How <laughs> north, how yeah, far? even. I couldn't find somewhere at the end. I could not find it. And uh, the guy was like, you just go like north. It might have been where Doom Isle was. I couldn't find Doom Isle at the very end. Yeah, I couldn't either. I was pissed. I was like, where the okay, fuck? Okay, all right. So, so I was like, fuck this. Like, so I went and looked at another guy. They were like, yeah, you just got to go northwest. And I'm like, am I just fucking stupid? Like, it can't be that hard to find the motherfucker. But I guess it's so close to the town that I just went right past it. Yeah, well, you think yeah, well, Doom Island would be big. Like, the ship is bigger than Doom Island. I'm like, what the fuck yeah. is this? Like, come on. What, what, what got me was, like, uh, you finish Glasdar Tower or whatever, and then the, the island floats away to the right. It doesn't move up and down. It just goes straight <laughs> to the right. So I, like, I left the tower, and I went straight to the right, and then I didn't fucking find nothing. I'm like, what the fuck? Okay, and then, yeah, you go to the the lab, and they're like, oh, or wherever the fuck the town is, or wherever the fuck it is, and he's like, oh, yeah, it's north northwest. Like, how the hell did he get over there? It didn't move north or south. It just went east. Yeah, fucking stupid. And also, classic tower over that place fucking sucked. Oh, the buttons. Yeah, yeah, that's fucking. And, and just how like how long it fucking kid go all them steps. That shit fucking annoying as hell. I gotta say that this game has some of the worst, like most, like most infuriating puzzles. That if you're not using a guide and you or in a dungeon for a fucking hour and a half already having fought 2000 fucking fights <laughs> and then you hit a switch and it tells, sends you back to the very beginning of the fucking dungeon in a warp portal like oh God. why yeah. why the fuck yeah it's fucking i don't like puzzle bullshit with the random counters in general like i like well i love wild armors but to me this shit's annoying when you're trying to solve a puzzle and then you get a random counter and then you come out of the counter and like wait what the fuck what was i doing 
Well, I feel like the Luffy and Two does it fucking perfect because yeah. they're on the fucking screen and you can solve the shit without any or just not, or just kill the enemies off the screen and you don't have to worry about it. This game was not too puzzle heavy, anyways. But the ones they had in there, like they really fucking figured that shit out for two. All right. All right. Well, oh, I guess there's one other traversal. You can go underwater. I forgot about that. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, so that is, I mean, as much as this game, I didn't like it a lot of it. It does have the good basic stuff that a lot of RPGs have at the yeah, era. Yeah, good base. Like, like uh, they, got some, they got some things that are kind of interesting, but, like... Do you go underwater in any other RPG? I mean, this is before Breath of Fire. I don't think you go underwater in any of the other games, right? No... F- Final Fantasy, I don't think you go underwater. Final Fantasy Seven, you get the sub, don't you? Well, I'm talking about before Lufia. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, You're, that is probably the first time, yeah. That I can think of, but I don't know. Maybe there's some weird Japanese one I don't know about. Uh, I mean, I would imagine that if you do go underwater at any point, it's no, yeah. Uh, you go underwater in Breath of Fire because you have to find. Oh well, yeah, I, was, I said, but I said Breath of Fire is like six months after, or three or four months after this. So I think this is the first one that I can think of. Well, no, Breath of Fire. Well, I don't know. I guess in Japan maybe, but like they 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 probably spent more production time, like development time on Breath of Fire than this game. So I would imagine they because the underwater part's fairly early in the game where you find the fish dude. I can't remember his name. Ruby, the great one. Yeah. And the, like you get the the water breathing, whatever the fuck item is, and you get to walk underwater, but like, it's still kind of early. And this game is kind of late, so it could have. And it like, is very, very like it's like two parts, and really, it's kind of irrelevant. It's like it's a cool concept, but then you really like. I think you could do a lot of exploring in uh, Breath of Fire with the. Uh, well, yeah, there's like a whole town underwater and shit. Yeah, and, like actual like. A place to like walk around in and not just like fucking jet stream shit where you land on and it pushes you half across the map but you can still get encounters on these little fucking boosty things ah <laughs> uh, yeah fuck that and then like some of them like they push you for like it feels like 10 20 seconds and then you get like stuck in a spot where you have you have to walk all the way around the boosty thing to oh, get yeah. out yeah it's like fuck you yeah i was right I was more ready to break my fucking goddamn fucking uh, GPD when I was fucking in that shit. Like, I don't... I, I would have finished the game without the no-encounter cheat, but I'm so glad I turned that on. And there's also, like, I found one for uh, faster walking, and I turned that on too, and it made you walk, like, three times faster. And I was like, this is amazing. I wish I could have had that, because then I could have had the music playing in, instead of having speed up, because it kind of, like, ruined a lot of the music for me. Even though well, you're only kind of hearing the same five songs over and over again, but there are pretty good songs well there's a problem with this game where sometimes you like move between floors and it resets the song and it's like oh, that's annoying i just heard the first right 30 seconds of the song and now i'm hearing it again i, I want to hear the rest of the song and then you get into a, fi- a fight and you're like fuck well i guess i'm hearing the battle theme again great <laughs> <laughs> yes but, uh, i guess uh i guess we'll get moving on um is there anything unique about this game for the gameplay? I think we kind of talked about most of that. Yeah. Uh, right. only, uh, the, the way the, the battle system kind of like is not ATB or, or straight up turn for turn, but... I guess the, I the unique thing is like the prologue where you get to play as like the the badass characters at the very beginning. Um, the, yeah. 
cool characters. Yeah, the the good characters, and then uh, I think mean, that might be the first game they ever did like the prologue like that, where you, know, you play. Yeah, because I don't think the games ever do that in general anyway. So. Well, I will say I am grateful that they didn't just ruin that whole story with this game, and they like because how tragic would it be like to have like Luffy two story with this game presentation, yeah. like. We'd never have gotten the masterpiece that is Luffy 2. Yeah. So that is the best thing about this game existing. I guess uh, my, did this call Luffy 2 Luffy 2 because they had Luffy 1? Like they're uh, yeah, that's a Nintendo of America thing. They also because uh, it's like called the Stopless Denki or some shit in Japan, whatever the fuck that. Means. Yeah, I, I never knew how to say that word. Uh, and then, like somebody, the some dude, some American translator was like, "Oh well, I don't know what the fuck Astopolis means." So the main female character's name is Lufia. We'll just call it Lufia. And then, in traditional fucking American asshole fashion, like they did with Tales of Eternia, they're like, "Well, they put out another game in the series or whatever. Uh, let's just call it Lufia too. Okay. Well, the series is called Lufia now." So there's... even though Lufia has, there's no Lufia in any other fucking games. Okay, just this one. That's what I was wondering. I was like, well, Lufia is not even like her real name, so <laughs> like that's. Well, she be, she becomes Lufia. Well, she becomes Lufia, but then it's like she wasn't Lufia in the prequel, so that's why I was like, okay, is she also Lu- like somehow Lufia's back in that too? But no, she's fucking Iris in the fucking prequel. Right. Okay. No, they, spoilers. Uh, spoilers. Well, yeah, they have a, a running theme where the hero has red hair and the love interest is some kind of reincarnation of Aram with blue hair in every Lufia game. Oh, I was okay. I was wondering. I'm like, man, I was thinking when I was playing this game, I'm like, well, we'll, get, we'll wait till we get the story. Yeah, at least I'm pretty sure because I feel like uh, the Game Boy Color or Game Boy. Yeah, I guess it, is it Game Boy Color? Yeah, it's Game, Boy, Game Boy, Boy Color, and then there's Game Boy Advance. Like the, uh, the girl has blue hair, and she's Aram or Aris, whatever fucking name is. And then the Game Boy Advance one, they get far enough to figure that out, but I wouldn't be surprised. I think Aram is the final bad guy in the remake of two, I believe. Okay. She she is the leader, not Deus, which I think makes more sense. Really, she seems to be like the actual intelligent one. Well, she's the strongest one, right? Because she's survived. Yeah. Like yeah. And then but Deus is like the leader too. Like when you play the game, he's like he's like the leader, really. Yeah. What did they ever make two on? The uh, DS. Uh, the remake is on DS. Huh. It's like it's more of an action game than. Yeah, a... and apparently it's about more like weeby and like not as. What do you know how they do nowadays? More of a, or more of a remake than a remake? I've never played it. I mean, I'm interested to play it. I've heard a lot of people shit on it, but I mean, that doesn't mean that I would dislike it. Yes. I, guess, I guess that would be better referred to as a reimagining. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And at, at the very end, it's like you go, like, there's like a time dimension thing and like everything's trying to stop you. No, I'm just kidding. Soft. Okay, Final Fantasy VII, I get it. <laughs> no, I was just thinking fun of it. All right. All right, so are we going to gameplay? Likes, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I feel like we pretty much said everything. Yeah. Uh, so I'll give my number. Um, one and a half. <laughs> All right. 
Uh, I mean, I'm not gonna be that bad, but I'll give it a two and a half. Uh, it's kind of I was gonna basic. give it. I was gonna give it two. It's it's. I give it a pass for you know when it came out. Like if it, if I played this in '93, I probably would have fucking loved it. So I'm not gonna. It just modern gaming is so far advanced in this. It's like I don't know. Listen to a caveman speak. You know what I mean? Like that's what it feels like. Well, I'm also basing it on. Final Fantasy IV and Breath of Fire and other games, which I think are way way better. And I don't even think Breath of Fire combat's that fucking great. So, I mean, to me, that's like average gameplay, and this is below it, so. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, I'd give Breath of Fire... I think I gave Breath it, like, probably. a or something, so... Yeah, I mean... Well, like, because, like, it has, like... Some... Well, I guess for overall gameplay, yeah, uh, Breath of Fire is pretty good. But for the actual combat, it's pretty basic. If you want to get technical, every fucking JRPG combat is basic. It's the same. That you just have little twists on it, like oh, ATB or whatever. Yeah, but this game doesn't even have any skills. What? There's no skills. Yeah, there's no like attack skills. Like Breath of Fire, everybody has yeah. a skill. I guess, but some of them you can't use it in combat. Like, well, we're not talking about Mogu. No one cares about Mogu. Well, that and like bow, like his his outside battle skill is shooting his bow. Like that's, well, that's yeah. what he does. There's no. I'm just saying everybody everybody has something. That everybody, not everybody's just straight up fucking attacking. Yeah. All right. Well, we're not talking about that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm just I'm just justifying my fucking low score. Fair enough. Uh, so first musical break, um, as has become tradition, it is. I'm assuming this is the main theme. Uh, it, I just picked the song that was like the it, like you when you start the game up it plays a song and then when you start a new game it, like it replays the whole fucking intro cutscene for some fucking reason even though you just probably watched it which I thought was kind of fucking stupid yeah. but uh, they did that and you can't skip it <laughs> so uh, this one is called the battle of the island of the void apparently <laughs>
Alrighty. Story time. Everybody's favorite. I hope you have your fucking uh, pillow and blanket ready, because uh put you to sleep. <laughs> um, so, the game starts off uh, doing a little, like, uh, brief history thing of the state of the world, and you learn that there's these four sinistrals, and they've got this Fortress of Doom, and they're planning on, like, destroying the world or whatever, and four heroes are have gone there to stop them. Um, and you control them, and they have a little conversation, uh, and each one of them has, like, some personality to it, and it's pretty neat. Uh, and you make your way through the fortress, and you confront these four uh, godlike beings uh, at the center of the fortress. Um, the heroes defeat them, after some back and forth, uh, and in an effort to, uh, I guess, take the heroes down with them, the villains, like, supercharge their magic powers. It's not really explained exactly what the fuck they do, but there's, like, this red aura spitty shit that happens, and they all spin it, and then the hero characters spin their own blue spinny shit, and the aura stuff, like, makes contact with each other, and then it, like, kind of blows up. And the Sinistrals die, and the heroes get blasted all over the fucking place. Um, and then you find out that Salan, Selen, whatever, however you fucking say it. Yeah, how like, do you use her name? Is like mortally wounded, and Maxim uh, goes to her and comforts her and is like, we'll make it out of here together, we'll be together, I'll love you forever, I promise, shit. And uh, the other two heroes, Guy and Artea, are like, yo, we gotta go, dude. But he's like, no, I'm staying here with her. And guy's like, all right, well, fucking, let's get out. Yep. <laughs> Artea, fuck this. Fuck you guys. Shit. Yeah, fuck this shit. <laughs> so Tell everybody like, what happened. <laughs> Tell everybody. All right, right, I can do that. Yeah, and like these dumbasses are like laying down on this like glass walkway for some reason instead of like getting moved onto like co like solid ground, and they've like I presumably I guess fall through the floor and die. Um, and then you uh, travel 99 years in the future, or I think it's 92 years in the future or something. How um, old was fucking guy in the original? I don't know. He's like old as fuck though in this. Because... Yeah. Well, yeah, he's very old because he don't fucking make it. <laughs> <laughs> he like, he like, you he lasts 10 seconds. <laughs> like you meet him and then he just dies. Like you, he like. You meet. We'll, we'll get to that later. But like, you meet this dude, and he's like, "Oh, I gotta, I gotta fight and save the world again." And then he like has a heart attack or something, and he just fucking dies. And you're like, "Oh, that's not good." <laughs> um, but the ninety-something years in the future, um, the descendant of Maxim is in this town, and this blue-haired girl shows up out of nowhere with no memory, no family. And the innkeeper is like, oh, I'll adopt you. And you hang out with this girl. Uh, and then it fast forwards time, like seven or eight years in the future. Uh, in, t in total, it's 99 years from the first events that you experience in the game. And you and the girl are grown up. And you're like a knight in training uh, with this kingdom. And you're the only one that gives a fuck. Everybody else is like slacking off for some reason. Like, Everybody yeah, because yeah, no one gives a flying fuck because the Sternstrolls have been dead for 100 years. Who cares? Just yeah. life, life is grand. 
Well, like, the, everybody's like, more monster attacks are on the rise, and still nobody gives a shit. Uh, but the main character's like, oh no, something's gonna happen. And what I never understood is how he knows he's a descendant of Maxim. Like, I guess he's the only person in the world with red hair, and <laughs> that's it. That's all you need. Yeah, I, would, I don't know, but how does he, does he just assume he is? Like, I have red hair, I know I am. Well, like... He doesn't have any parents, so it's like, how does he know? Well, I just he well, yeah, I was gonna say, you know... My assumption would be that he had parents, and they died when he was a kid, and they were like, oh, you're descended from Maxim, don't forget. And yeah, he's, he's like, like, oh yeah, I'm descended from Maxim. And everyone's like, okay, he's like some motherfucker. Like, oh, well, yeah, yeah, like, nobody really gives a shit. I can feel your energy. Yeah, no, like they don't like they don't discredit him, but they don't really act like he's anything special either. Like you're just some like no one cares what you have to say, motherfucker. Yeah. Even like the king of his kingdom that he's in is like, yeah, I'm not really gonna like help this other kingdom that might be in peril. But if you want to go check it out, that's cool. Let us know. Well, like, the weird thing is, it's like okay, at the beginning of the game, they're like, hey, uh, monsters aren't a thing anymore. Uh, everything's good in this area but why why is it only this area because everywhere else in the world monsters are a thing you know what i mean i think what happened was uh like until lufia became reborn there were no monsters and then lufia showed up and as she grew older and got like her powers more and more built up it made evil start spawning in the world again or something and that's why monster attacks were on the rise and they showed up and shit okay so, uh, Sinestros are the reason for all the monsters? Uh, I guess. Like, they're evil incarnate or something, and they all represent something different, like some aspect of evil, but they don't really go into that in this game. Uh, like, Gades is, like, war or something, and, like... Destruction, right? Oh, yeah, destruction. Yeah, because they all have, like, their own moniker or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Um, and so they all, like, represent a different aspect of evil. And so they... By returning to the world, they reintroduce evil to the world. I guess, but it's some contrived bullshit. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess trying to figure this out is not going to happen because both translation and the story is kind of lame, anyways. Like, yeah, I don't know. Well, it, the story, it feels it's like, all kind of cool, but well, if, in my opinion, the story starts off strong as fuck. Yeah, like, it does. Well, yeah, like Lupia has a, a strong personality. And the hero is like has a strong personality back, and they kind of like engage in banter, and like everything's cool. And you're like, oh wow, this is gonna be a pretty like character centric game. And then like you you get past the first cat, like the se- the second town, and then all of a sudden nobody says anything to anybody anymore. No, and it's, it's like you go, to, oh, we go to a new town, we got to fight the Sinistrals, and then you go to a town, and then like somebody's like, oh hey, there is a ghost, maybe, be careful. Yeah. This- like, don't even really come like in the second game. The Sinestrals are kind of like the thing. Well, especially when Gage shows up, it's kind of like the thing you're chasing the rest of the game, like fighting all of them. And this one's like, other than Gage showing up, what that one time, and then towards the end of the game, and then everybody's fight at the end. They're not really. You're just fighting random fucking people who mean nothing. Yeah, like random like people that existed that are evil somehow. Yeah, yeah. That even though there was supposed to be no evil in the world, but they just showed up. It's like, I don't understand. Like, what the fuck was Gates doing the entire game? Like, he shows up, destroys a, ca- a castle in a town, kills everybody, and then he's just like, all right, I'm fucking done. Yeah, I'm just like, 
I was thinking he was like like the second game. He was kind of going to be like your your thing, but no, you don't see him for like another twenty hours. Well, yeah, every other Luffy, he just shows up. They kind of explain it where it's like, well, Luffy had to get her powers before we could do anything, because that's what brought all the other Sinestros back. Like the more power she got, the the they were able to raise the rest of the Sinestros, I guess. Well, yeah, but like I hard I find it hard to imagine that Gaty's just fucked off somewhere, like. He's just—he's that fucking god of destruction or whatever. Like yeah, he's, he, that's just his thing. He's to kill shit. Like I feel like it would be—it would actually probably be a good compromise for you, Kevin. Where like you go to a town, you do the stuff there, and then you go like another couple towns into the game, and then Gaty shows up or something and destroys all the towns you were in before. Yeah, that'd like be good. that. That that would like alleviate like not having to fucking make story for these people because they all just died, but also like it would add world building where like this dude's destroying shit. You gotta stop him. Yeah. But it is what it is. Uh yeah, so like the first town, like you hear rumors that like there's monsters attacking another town and you wanna go check it out. So you go do that and you get your ass beat by fucking monsters so you had to like grind in the first fucking like you, you step out you step one step out of the first town and you walk back and forth until you're like level three or four because otherwise you get your shit pushed in but uh you do that <laughs> you go to a village which has no fucking purpose in the game like you go to this random village and then people are like oh yeah uh somebody that lives here is a brother to one of the maids in the castle and you're like oh, okay <laughs> and you go through a cave and you go to the castle, and you find everybody's fucking dead, and you're like, oh shit, this ain't good. So you go back to the first town, and everybody's like, oh yeah, we'll work on sending an army. Uh, it's gonna take a couple days to get this shit straight. And you're like, we ain't got a couple days. I'm going back. And Lufia finds out, and she joins you. And she's like, you can't fucking leave me behind. And you're like, you're just a fucking you're, you're a girl. What the hell are you gonna do? Like, I'm a, train, I'm a knight in training. At least I can fight. And she's like, well, you can't leave me. And I actually know magic somehow like okay so you go to the castle town uh, and you like find a hidden switch or something i can't remember exactly what triggers like you being able to activate oh you get a key from somebody or something it lets you open a door and you trigger a switch where the king and the princess and the, uh, a maid the maid from the fucking for the town you just you went through her bro the brother sister maid whatever fuck uh, you free them, and on their way out, Gaty's shows up, and he beats your ass. And it's like the fight takes like ten seconds, but somehow Lufia and everybody else went back to the first kingdom and came back, and she came back already. I don't know how that happened. She ain't got warp. I don't really get it. Um, but that happens. Uh, I'm surprised that Gaty just doesn't fucking kill you. Even I guess he knows you're the descendant of Maxim, and he just like kind of beats your ass and lets you live. Like, I don't remember if Luffy heals you or something. But, uh... You go back to the first town, I think, <laughs> and the, you, you get told, like, oh, well, the Sinistrals are here. You have to go find Guy, who fought them before, or Artea, and learn how to defeat them. So you make your way to the next town, which is a port town, and none of the boats are, uh, like, available because of some reason I can't remember. But you find out that Guy lives in some past some cave in the mountains, and you're like, okay, well, I'll go visit him while we're the, the boat thing's getting figured out. 
and you make it there and like i said earlier you talk to the dude and you're like hey the, i fought gates the sinistral destruction and guys like oh shit all right i guess i i've been waiting for this my whole life uh, let's go kill him uh, he like th- takes like three steps and then dies and you're like <laughs> yeah i was pissed because he's my favorite character in the second game I like the the car more, but well, he's better. Yeah, he's better, especially for combat. And but a guy was like that boy, so yeah, it sucks. I'm like, god damn. Yeah. So like, well, I guess they didn't really have plans for this dude, but yeah, they, yeah. you kill him off immediately, and then you bury him, and then you make your way back to the town, and you find out that there there was a ship available, but then it got like destroyed by creatures or something, and you fight the creatures off, yeah, and so then like somebody else is something right. Well, I, there's, I think something, like, there's just random monsters, and then you fight the goblins in the cave afterwards, because they stole the ship. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, it's like it's like imp demons, imp, imp devils or something show up, and they burn down the aggro ship that he came in on. And so you go with you this commander, night commander guy, that, and you're like, hey, let's go fucking get some the ship back, uh, or like, the stolen ship. And so you find some cave, you go through the cave, you find the ship, and then you fight these goblins, and you kill them, and you bring the ship back to the town, and the captain's like, oh, thanks for returning my ship. I'll give you a ride to the next town. So you go to the next town, and it's like the big shopping town that most RPGs have, like the hustle-bustle city. And Luffy is like, I want to go shopping. So you have like some cutscenes here where Agro's like, well, this is the town I'm from, so I gotta report what's going on to my commander, but stay the night and we'll talk in the morning, and you do some shopping with Lufia, and some little kid steals your wallet, so you chase him down, and he's like, oh, I'm only making trouble because my dad abandoned me, and you're like, that sucks for you, kid, but I need my money back. (laughs) And then you stay the night at the end, and Agro meets you, and he's like, hey, nobody wants to help me like organize an army to fight the Sinistrals, but this is the right thing to do, so I'm quitting the army and I'm gonna come with you guys. And you guys are like, okay, cool, good to have another guy. Great. And you move on to the next town. And there they're like, oh, there's a ancient cave thing or old cave that you could explore for treasure if you want to do that. Otherwise, uh go to this tower like in the north for some reason. Like oh, so cause somebody there knows how to get to Elfland, because you're looking for Artea, because Guy died. Yeah. And he's like the apprentice of Arteus for some reason. He's living in some fucking top of some tower. So you go there, and he's like, oh, I need to challenge you to make sure you're strong enough to go and find Artea. So you kick his ass, he's like, okay, you're strong enough. Go south from here. And you're like, are you fucking, okay. Yeah, yeah fuck, fuck you. <laughs> like, Alright, so you go south. And then, uh, like, you get to this town where some girl's sick in bed or something like that, and she can't move, and you're like, uh, that sucks to be you, and then you go on to the next town. And there you find some kid who's like, uh, there's a, a Hope Ruby or something that grants wishes, uh, and he steals it because he wants his girlfriend. And these kids are, like, seven or fucking eight years old, and this kid's, like, somehow trekking between these towns without getting his ass kicked. I he's, I mean, he maybe he's a synonym maximum too. We just don't know. Fucking maybe, <laughs> but uh, uh, he steals the, this hope ruby, which you found out by the princess. There is actually a fake. It is just regular glass. It's colored or something. But they have this like fucking scam going on where they let people throw coins into the fountain and they collect the coins, and they use it to fund the treasury of the castle town ta- or whatever. And I'm like, Pain taxes. 
It's like paying taxes. <laughs> yeah, this is a very inefficient way to make money, but y'all do you, I guess. <laughs> and uh, so then you, you track the kid down, and you, uh, you go back to that first town, and the girl's missing. And he's like, oh, uh, there's some strange things happening at this cave. Maybe she went there. And you go there, and you find out that this somehow a ghost possessed this girl, and you kill the ghost, and the ruby, the hope ruby breaks in the process, and then you go report it back to the princess, and she's like, oh, well, it's better this way, because now we don't have to lie to the townspeople that this fake fucking ruby is granting their wishes, and it wasn't. Yeah, and no one cares that the guy fucking, like, that the guy stole it. Like, he still, he gets off the hook, because, like, oh, it's not a big deal. Like, fuck you, you broke into the castle. Well, yeah, they're like, oh, you actually, what you did ended up being better for the town anyway, because all the townspeople are like, oh, it's okay, we'll work hard to make sure this t- this place is great. I've been like, wait, so you guys were, like, stealing money from everybody? Promising, like, fake wishes and shit? What the fuck? Yeah, that's what I was like, I don't know what the fuck's going on with this writing, but... Okay, like, everybody's, like, crying and happy, celebrating, like, oh, the town's saved. Like, no, it's not, you just lost your tourist attraction. Yes. Whatever. You you have no plans for whatever the fuck's going on in the future, but hey, you do you, I guess. And, uh, then you go through this tunnel and you end up on the uh, into another town um fuck i can't remember what's special about this town uh, it's, it's, you're getting close to the three towers right uh kind of like there's this town that you go into first and you have to go to a cave find somebody or something a key or something to open another door into another cave that you go through uh oh no this is where you find jaren uh right. so this is the town where you jaren. learn like some some other town previously, like you learned that you need a, an elf to get to our, uh, the el- the elf land. You have to get and... yeah. You have to have an elf go through the forest. Yeah, well, then you don't know about the forest quite yet. I don't think you just know that you need an elf. Can you actually go through the forest and with the right directions without Jaren? I don't know. Probably not. I don't. I would, I would imagine like it has like some shit where like. That is a dumb part of the game because you just go there and she's like, yeah, go right, uh, yeah. go down. Go left. Like, like, you don't figure anything out. I'm just like, what? <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, yeah, so, like, you go to this town, and they're like, oh, yeah, we just, uh, we do a ritual sacrifice to a dragon <laughs> uh, to keep us safe. And we sacrifice this half-elf girl because she's a half-elf, and nobody likes her. And you're like, Checks okay, out. I guess we'll go save her. But I'm like, how long you all been sacrificing to dragon like i thought monsters weren't here for oh, okay like whatever like good point like did somebody just be like oh shit there's a dragon give it a girl well maybe it's always been dragons because there's a dragon fucker with the eggs i guess i mean i guess but this is like an evil dragon right it's like taking sacrifices well, like, well maybe maybe because they're throwing sacrifices out there he's like fuck it if you're gonna like you're gonna put it out there <laughs> yeah I'll, you can feed me that's fine i guess <laughs> Uh, yeah, so you, uh, one of the girls that was supposed to be sacrificed, actually, I think, uh, Jaren takes her place instead, so that's how she gets picked, and, but, but the girl feels bad, she's like, it was supposed to be me, can you save her? And my brother's actually guarding the key to the dais in this cave, um, so you have to go talk to him to get the key, which is the dumbest fucking, why would you just be standing in a cave? <laughs> Protecting a key to a door. That everybody else has got to get through because, like, there's guards at the dais. So, like, are these guys just locked in the fucking dais until the dragon comes and eats the, the girl? 
And then, like, the, what are the, like, the door's, like, not even close to anybody. There's nobody at the door with the key to let him back in. Like, I don't get this shit. But anyway, you find this guy, and he's guarding a chest, and you're like, uh, yeah, we're going to go save this girl you guys are fucking sacrificing. And he's like, okay, I feel bad. I know my sister sent you. Here's the key. And then you go and open the door to the dais cave, and you go through, the, through there, and you find Jaren, like, laying down on this bed thing. She's not even tied down or nothing. She could leave if she wanted to, I guess. Uh, and then you're like, all right, well, this ain't cool. We're going to save her. And then as you approach the da- uh, the altar, the dragon comes and takes her away. So you go chase him down in his tower, and you kill him. And Jaren's like, oh, thanks for saving me. Uh, and everybody's like, all right, yeah, cool. See you later. And they just fucking, like, leave her. And then she goes, I think you go back to the first town, and she shows up. And uh, I think everybody's like, oh, you're back. I'm glad you're safe. But then she's like, I don't feel like I belong here anymore, so I'm going to come with you guys. And you guys are like, no, it's all good. You can stay here or whatever. Live your life. And the whole time I'm like, you need an elf. Yeah, we need a, Yeah, it doesn't matter if it's half, as long as it's at least part elf. Also, it's like, why would she want to say that this sacrificed her? I'd be like, I want to get the fuck out of here. They just tried to kill me. Yeah. Uh, They're like, well, like, no, you stay with the people that tried to kill you. You'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. So, like, you deal with this shit, and then you go, you continue on to the next town where there's the three towers, which is some. there's a puzzle. I mean, nobody has figure, ever figured out how to get to. Oh, no, no, no. You go to the, the forest first, and you go to, the, like, the guard station, and you're like, hey, is there any guide that can get us through the forest? And he's like, oh, yeah, I got somebody perfect. And, he, and the back door opens up and Jaren comes out. And she's like, oh, I knew you guys would come this way, so I'm going to join you. Doesn't she, like, she have like a crush on Maxwell? Is that what's going on? Well, the yeah, Maxwell, yeah. I think hero or whatever. Yeah, so there's like... Bitter. Some, some Zufia is jealous. Yeah, there's like slight character interaction, but not really. Like the whole... So like the main character is oblivious kind of to everything. He's like, I kind of love... I love Lufia. That's it. Luffy is like, I love a hero character, but I'm also, when she finds out she's in a sinistral, she's like, oh, conflict. Do I actually love anybody, or am I just an evil bitch? And then uh, Agro is just an asshole to everybody most of the time, usually. Uh, well, he's about business. Well, yeah, well, like, Jaren will say shit, and he's like, the, I guess there's an implied connection between him and Jaren, or maybe it's like a brother, little big brother, little sister thing. Because he seems like he's older than everybody else, right? Yeah, I don't get it. And, like, Jaren is actually, like, 80, but she's, like, a half-elf, so she ages, like, slow. So she looks like she's still a fucking 12-year-old or something. I don't... Like, whatever. And she's, like, trying to flirt with the hero character all the time. And it's like, okay, I got it. This is the character development we get. Awesome. So much for all the promising early game stuff. Yes. Uh, yeah, so you make it through the forest, you go to another town, and they're like, oh, yeah, there's three towers, and you gotta do something here somehow. Uh, people have tried, but nobody has figured out how to get to the elf land. So you fight your way up these towers, you find, like, a gemstone that belongs to each color of the different towers, except the red one's broken. You find it in a chest, and it's shattered. So you have to find a, a new red gemstone. And you get to a town that sells gemstones, and they're like, oh, yeah, we don't have any red sapphires. Of course. And you're like, okay. 
and then I don't know how you're supposed to figure it out. Like I, I was using a guide, and they're just like, "Oh yeah, go to the back to the fucking Hope Ruby place and talk to the old dude in the mine." And he's like, "Oh, I actually, have a Hope, the real Hope Ruby." So I don't know how you're supposed to figure that out, but you go do that, and the guy's like, "Oh yeah, I have it. Here you go." And you're like, uh, "Okay." So you take it back. You put the, all the gemstones in the right order in the towers, and then Jaren learns the Elf spell, so you can warp to the Elf place, and you do that. And you meet Artea, and he's like, oh yeah, you guys can fight the Sinistrals. Here's my old bow. Good luck. And I'm like, that's it? Like, I think maybe he mentions the dual sword or something? But, like... Why like, can't you, know, can you come with us, motherfucker? You're not, that, you're not a guy old. He's blind. No, and he's... What's that? He's blind, that's why. <laughs> Who oh, fucking cares? I mean, get the fuck over it. I mean, even if it's, like, his little, like... Assistant, whatever, is like, oh, don't get him too worked up. Like, he still looks the same as he did at the beginning of the game. So this guy looked aged. Yeah, well, he's an elf, elf, you know. But yeah. I mean, how did he go fucking blind? Casting escape to get out of the castle? Yeah, the, <laughs> the Sinestrals hit him in the eyes or something. Like, fuck, I'd rather fucking just die in the castle than be blind the rest of my two thousand years. Right. Goddamn. Uh, yeah. So you. You get like the the hint that you need the dual the dual sword or whatever, whatever the, fuck, yeah, whatever the fuck it is like whatever the the Arte tells you I can't remember and you like okay and you leave, and you just keep traveling. I think you travel northeast to a desert town kind of thing. No. No, you travel south or something. Yeah, and that's the desert. Like it's like a mining town, and all the men are like stuck in the cave that they're supposed to be digging. And nobody's come home in weeks or some bullshit. And you get there, and they're like, oh, we took down this wall, but then, like, everybody's tried to walk through this pathway, and we get sent back to where we started. So you have to figure out this fucking puzzle to get through this, like, random fucking thing that's, like, just a, just a thing that's in your way. I don't understand why it's here, but they're like, uh, magic, you can't get through here without going a certain a, a certain path. Figure it out. And you get through there, and you go to the next town. Um, fuck this town about. <laughs> is this the town? Is this the castle where like the uh, the bridge builders at? I think. I think um, it's... let me let me let me get to the. I think that's next. Yeah, because you have to get through the dungeon, but you can't because there's no bridge, and you have to go find his buddy to help build the bridge, right? Yes. Yeah, the bridge airs is broken. It's old. That's why. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, like, yeah, yeah, you can tell the bridge is fucked up, and then you have to find this dude who's like... Chiron. Chiron. Oh, yeah, 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 you find his assistant or whatever, and then, because him and his assistant build the bridge in the first place, so you find the assistant, you bring him back, and you're like, okay, let's go look at the bridge. Well, first he's like, hey, go check the bridge out, make sure it's really broken. And you're like, okay, so you go check the bridge. <laughs> oh, what the fuck? So he's like, oh, yeah, okay. it's really broken. We'll go fix it. So you take him back to the fucking broken bridge part. And he's like, uh, we need you to supervise us while we're fixing the bridge. So go stand on that cliff over there. And you're like, are you fucking serious? And so you walk out of the cave and you walk to another fucking part of the cave and you walk there. And he's like, all right, cool. Watch us fix the bridge. And then they fix the bridge. And then you're like, okay, I'll come back over here. And you got to walk back over there. And uh, then he's like, all right, cool, we're done. Good luck. 
it, it's like an hour of back and yeah. forth in the same bullshit for no fucking reason. Uh, but then you go. About, this is about the point where the game, like, you're, uh, I guess your goodwill towards the game, like, goes away. You're like, oh, at least it was kind of interesting in the beginning. And now you're like, I guess this is going to be shit for the rest of the way. Well, yeah, because they start disrespecting your time. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they they start padding the shit out for no reason. Trying to make it as long as some of the other RPGs of the era, I guess. I guess so. And you don't have enough story to work with for 24 hour, 20, 20 hours, really. It's like a 10-hour yeah. game. Yeah, it's... Uh, <laughs> this is like, after you go to Artea, uh, the Elf Elfland place, and meet Artea... That's like that's like uh, they're like oh we don't have any more story for you yeah like ten hours to get to the next to get the dual blade because that's what your next goal was yeah and you just do a bunch of bullshit man so, yeah, yeah you're like looking for the professor forever oh yeah because like uh you go so you go through this cave and there's like a magic door that only Lufia is able to cast a spell for and it opens up and then you go to this town because uh so i can't remember who told you that you needed to talk to professor R rail or whatever about getting a, a boat to go because i guess the fortress of doom is underwater and he has a boat that can go underwater so you're like okay i gotta find this dude so you go to this new town and they're like oh he was here but now he's at this tower so okay you're like all right and you go is to that the tower. That, uh sage guy is yeah yeah so you get to the top of the tower and he's like <laughs> The, the the leader of the town is like, oh yeah, I'm the elder of the town, and I'm in this tower for some reason. I I'm not gonna explain myself, but uh, so I will give you ten MB. Well, yeah, well he's like, professor's not here. He went back to the the lab, and you're like, are you fucking really? Okay. <laughs> and then he's like, who opened the door? And Luffy's like, I did. And he's like, oh okay, uh, that means you have latent power in you. I'll draw some of that out. And he's like, here's ten MP. <laughs> It's like, oh, thanks. <laughs> I, that's one spell. I was like, did I just read this fucking wrong? Like, maybe it's a translation error. that I really just get ten fucking magic? Oh shit! Like, like, like you think he'd give you like a badass spell or something fucking cool, or even like t like ten intelligence or something that would give you a noticeable boost to the actual magic? Yeah, or a cool fucking like a uh, cool magic ring that's like this fucking badass for the next five hours. Oh yeah, or even like a rod or something. Like a has a ton of MP. She's like, it's hard for her to run out. And she gets like ten every level, so it's like, yeah. okay, cool, fucking ten more, thanks. Um, yeah. So then you go back to the fucking laboratory, and he's uh, dude man's like, oh yeah, I'll let you use my boat because you talk shit about it. I'll prove that it it works. And then you go underwater, and it starts fucking getting filled with water. And he's like, well, actually, I guess it's not gonna work because there's holes in it we need this special material to fix it uh but the only person that knows how to install it is not here so you need to go find him and bring him back so we can fix it so you go find this dude and he's like uh are you, you, get, you get told to go to this town where he he was and they're like oh he's not here he's gone to the agent cave or the old cave for some reason so you gotta go find him there so you go to the old cave and you find him and you return him to the professor, and then they tell you about the seven pieces of alumina you need to find. But of course, it's a rare material that used to be like super fucking. Yeah. It used to be everywhere, but then I guess everybody fucking used it all on bullshit, like making ships that don't fucking work. There's only, there's only seven left in the whole world. Yeah, so you go find these fucking seven pieces of alumina, 
And on the way, you go through this Tower of Light, and you fight some guardian motherfucker who's like chanting something, and you kick his ass, and in the process of kicking his ass... Well, uh, well, well I didn't kick his ass, but... <laughs> well, canonically, they kick his ass, uh, and I guess, like, Lufia using her powers like, is, gives a, an, a, off enough power for uh, Amon to be revived, so now you have two Sinistrals uh, revived. And I don't, they don't explain how Gaty's got revived, he just fucking gets revived by himself, I guess. He's the best one. Yeah, uh, and so <laughs> you go through the fucking, you kill this dude, you revive him on, you go through the, the uh, to another town, and you're looking for Brant. Brant. You're looking for the guy Brant. who invented Illumina, and he's like, he's supposed to be in this town, but he's not. And they're like, oh, he went to a cave uh, to look for more Illumina materials or whatever. So you go to this cave, and you start exploring it, you find some Illumina and some random chests. And you get to the bottom of the cave, and you meet some random mother, like some dude, some random Doom Island researcher guy, and he's like, "What are you doing down oh. there?" He's like, "Yeah." He's like, "I'm." You're like, "Are you Brant?" He's like, "No, I'm Clack. Uh, I used to do some shit on Doom Island, um, and I have this ring that belonged to Maxim. Here you go." And so you're like, "Okay." And then you go to this uh, other town, and it's like a cruise ship town and they like they do tours of random fucking islands and so you can do that if you want to and they kind of show you where the three islands you have to go to are and so you go to them and you explore them and the first two are connected you, and you find when them. you get to lie for brant telling his girlfriend that he was going somewhere or some shit is that coming up or does that already happen uh, uh i mean that might have happened already like, you go to one of the towns, and then you talk to his girl, or you talk to somebody, and then like he's supposed to be in this town, but it was just a lie. He's actually said that because he was going off exploring. I'm like what the fuck? This, mo oh, this yeah. motherfucker! This yeah. motherfucker! Yeah, because you get told to go to Mars or, or yeah, there you go. Because uh, or or no, you get told to go to some town that he's supposed to be at. Yeah, you get told to go to the island, and he's not there. And then he, the the island guy is like, "Oh, I heard he's in Mars." So you go to Mars, and then the people are like, oh, well, he's not here. Whoever whoever the fuck is there, he went to go to the the island where he found Illumina in the first place to find some more Illumina. Lied to his girlfriend. Yeah, and so you go there, uh, and you find him, and he's, like, trapped at the bottom of an inescapable hole, and you free him, and he gives you some Illumina. And you hopefully have found all the Illumina up to this point and that you can find in the caves, because you're supposed to be spelunking. And then you find out from somebody that there's this guy in a kingdom that has a collection of jewels and one of the jewels has Illumina on it or something and you need to get it because that's the last piece you need but the king is a picky eater and he doesn't want to eat anything so you have to find out <laughs> how to feed him and so you heard some rumors that this purple <laughs> newt might have like enough flavor in it or something to make him happy and this guy this 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 master chef in the cooking town has been looking for this newt, and so you give him the, you find the newt and you give it to him, and he's like, oh well, I'm not actually going to make anything out of this newt, but I have this like I developed this spell that makes anything taste great, so I will give you the uh, I'll, I'll teach you how to use the spell, I guess, and then you bring it to the cook of the king that's a picky eater, and he's like, oh, I can use this magical spell thing, whatever, to make anything taste good, and so he makes some shit, I guess, and puts a spell on it, and the king's like, this is the best thing I've ever eaten in my life. You can have my jewels. 
So you get your last piece of Illumina, and uh, you go back to the uh, lab, and then you're like, you find out that somehow the professor's child gets stolen, like kidnapped by pirates, and he went to go save him. So you got to chase them down, and then you climb up this fucking tower, and you fight these pirates, and you save the kid, and then you have to save the professor because he's in a jail cell. And then you go back to the lab, and finally, you can fix up this ship, and you turn it into a submarine. And then you go to Doom Island, and you find the dual blade in the middle of the island. And uh, as you pick it up, like suddenly statues spawn from the ground somehow, and each of the statues look like one of the Sinistrals, and you notice that one of them looks like Lufia. And then Daos, Amon, and Gades appear, because I can't remember how Daos got revived, but he got revived. Uh... I guess Amon and Gates like work together to revive him or something, but he shows up, and he's like, uh, "Lufia." No, he doesn't say that yet. But uh, like they're like, "Oh yeah, we're reviving. We're gonna conquer the world or whatever." And uh, something happens, and like I think you get your characters. Oh no, yeah, they do say here that Luffy is actually Aram, and yeah. so she she starts freaking out, like has a mental crisis yeah like chill the fuck out and uh everybody like leaves because they start moving the fortress or something and it starts flying um and then you go back to the the lab and you're like okay well now the fortress of doom is flying how do we get there and then they're like oh yeah well conveniently this ship can also fly too but it needs power oil just go buy some and you go to the town, and you're told to go buy some mat, and they're like, oh, actually, we don't got any more power oil. Well, the shipment didn't show up today. Sorry. But apparently there's a fucking dragon that produces oil called the Oil Dragon. You can kill it for oil if you want. Uh, you just got to find the guy that has a key to the cave. So you go find this dude, and he's like, oh, yeah, here's the key. But to get there, you have to go through these like whirlpool things, and you go through this long underground or underwater section, which fucking sucks. And you get to the oil cave eventually, and you go through this, and you fight the oil dragon, and you open a chest that has power oil in it, and you go back to the lab, you fit, you put the oil on the ship, or whatever the fuck you do to make it fly. Um, but the the where, where the fortress of doom is now, there it's like above some tower, but there's strong winds winds <laughs> around the tower, so you can't fly up to the fucking fortress of doom. You have to find another way in there. Um. Which I don't understand what the fuck they were planning on doing because if you climb the top of the tower, the Fortress of Doom is still floating above the tower. So how the fuck are they going to get up there? But anyway, you find the key to this tower in a cave and then you go to another cave where you use the key to unlock the door to the tower and then you climb the tower and you fight some dude who's like another servant of the Sinistrals, but I guess this one specifically a servant of Dallas or whatever. And you kick his ass um, and Lufia, like, it's the, the, somebody, I can't remember exactly what happens, but they start, somebody starts talking shit about Lufia. Agro, Agro is pretty much like, you know, we're gonna have to kill her ass if she... Oh, well, they said this in a town before, and she overheard them eavesdropping. Yeah. Like, I guess, uh, she's, like, having a fucking mental breakdown still, and, uh, I think, and then also, like, so, I think they, Dallas or something, says something to her about... Oh no! Yeah, you fight this dude, and then so the energy goes out of control, and it knocks everybody out. But Luffy wakes up, and Dallas is like, "Hey, uh, 
you know you're Aram, right? And uh, the hero fucking hates you. He's going to kill you. He's going to kill us. You got to take the sword, the dual blade, and come back to us, and we'll rule the world or whatever. And she's like, okay. <laughs> Makes sense. She takes dual blade and leaves. And everybody's like, what the fuck? Where'd Luffy go? Um, whatever. I guess we'll go figure out what the fuck we're doing and go fight the minstrels. And so, like, they have no plan. Welcome to like, well, uh, gonna, let's do it. And you, uh, the the fortress of doom leaves this fucking floating, uh, or leaves this tower area, where the strong winds are, which is like the the best place for them to be. If they were smart, they would have stayed there, because the the fucking ship can't get there. But uh, <laughs> yeah, you find Doom Island eventually, after like roaming around the map, the world map, for a couple hours, because it doesn't tell you where the fuck it's at. Um, you go there, you find the dual blade. It's been shattered, but the power of Maxim in your of in your bloodline or something like regenerates the dual blade, and you're able to fight the Sinistrals with it. So you beat the shit out of Gates, you beat the shit out of Dallas, you beat the shit out of uh, Amon, and then Lufia shows up, and she's like, "Uh, I are you gonna kill me? Are you do you love me or whatever?" And the hero's like, "I will be together forever. I promise." Uh, just don't fuse with them because now all three of the other Sinistrals are trying to fuse together to become one like powerful creature, I guess. And she's like, okay, I'll fight with you again. Uh, oh no, like she gets hit by magic or something and gets her memory back, kind of. She's like, I was, I forgot that I was Lufia and I was thinking I was Aram, but now I remember I'm Lufia and you're the hero and we love each other. And so you fight this fused version of the Sinistrals and you win. And then the uh, power goes crazy again or whatever. And uh, Lufia dies. And everybody's like, they pull a fucking Artea and everybody's like, and the guy, and they're like, oh, we got to the fuck out of here. Yeah, yep. <laughs> so they're like, all right, we warp out of here. Like, the hero character doesn't even, like, try to mourn Lufia. He's just like, uh, fuck, she's dead. Okay. I guess well, she, Lufia... fell, yeah, well, she fell on the fucking thing. There was no... Oh, yeah, she fell on a whole fucking... <laughs> she fell on the glass. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Uh, and then he like has PTSD or something, and he like starts roaming the world for a year, and he ends up back in the the magic town. And he, uh, so there was a cutscene here earlier where there's like these perfia flowers, which Lufia loves, and this whole town is full of perfia flowers. And he's like, the main character like walks in this town, and he's like, oh yeah, perfia flowers were here. Lufia loved those, and he walks up to the flower patch, and Lufia's there. But she's got amnesia and doesn't remember anything. And the town elder, who you climbed up the tower to talk to before, says that he found the the townspeople found her unconscious and recovered her. Uh, like where? From where? Like she's in the fucking forces of doom. But okay, she fell fucking a hundred thousand feet. Yeah. She's dead. Oh, 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 fly, fly a fucking airship up there and then go up a bunch of steps and then she still falls off it. Well, yeah. it took the fucking hero a year to realize that she was in the town closest to the where where the where the island of Doom fell. Like, why also, didn't, why didn't he look there first? Because he's stupid. Because yeah, he's not. <laughs> no, he's no. Not... He, I think he might have looked there first because he walks north from wherever the the they land on the ship on the. She wasn't there yet, and she wasn't there yet. Mm-hmm. So he's like just roaming around or whatever. But also, I forgot to mention <laughs> that after you kill Gardaus, which is the fused form of all the minstrels. Like, Luffy takes the dual blade somehow from you and, like, stabs herself or something, and the power goes out of control, and that's how everybody gets fucked up. 
So she not only did she stab herself, she fell. Oh yeah, but like, and then like this also causes her to lose her memories and like I guess steal the power of Aram away because then she turns into like a normal human girl after this, and then the town no magic, she has no magic anymore. Yeah, and the townspeople are like, oh, we found her, but she's a normal human and she has amnesia, and then uh, like you kind of get so, like this credit roll thing, I think, or you might have got this before this, where like you get Agro and Jaren back in Agro's hometown, and they like flirt fight. And Jaren's like, I wonder where the hero is. If he's going to come back and meet and see us. And Agro's like, oh yeah, we'll definitely see him again. I have a feeling about it. And then it cuts to the Luffy shit. And uh, then it cuts to like, you have this whole thing where you find Luffy and she has amnesia. And then it cuts to like them like hanging out together because she thinks he's just a random traveler, even though everybody knows except her that they love each other. So I guess it's implied that he he stays in this town and tries to make her fall in love with him again. And they just live happily ever after. Because uh, that's it. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful ending. <laughs> it's, it's wonderful. I was hoping she's actually was going to die. I got first. I got been watching the play, and I'm like, is she actually going to die? Like that would be that would be interesting. If she actually was just straight up dead. Yeah, it would have been cool. And then like have like the character like just roam the planet for the rest of his life yeah. with PTSD and never yeah. be, never be happy. Yeah. Yes. Like, the perfect ending to the fucking hero's bloodline. Like, how yes. depressing would that be? Like, but no, they fucking gave you a bittersweet ending. Where they give you they pull Final Fantasy four and bring some, bring her, bring her back. Yeah. Uh, so story likes and dislikes to guys. Um, I I'll go first. I like the setting in the beginning, the prequel part. I mean, I think it's fucking awesome. And then. I like up until probably after the Hope Diamond shit. I thought it was at least going somewhere. I think it's a pretty interesting storyline for the time. But then it's just, like I said, just disrespect your time. It just goes. There's literally no fucking story in the second half. Yeah. Like, nothing. Like, you, a couple... Even, like, the professor dude, like, who's... Like, he doesn't really have much... Like you see him a couple of times, he has like these three little areas, but he. Oh yeah, I don't know. he's like I'm quirky professor, and that's it. Yeah, I'm just like I mean to be fair, I compare this game a lot to fucking two because I played two first, but I don't know. I feel like they just completely botched it in the second half. Just it it was starting to piss me off, but now I was enjoying the first half quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, so what would you rate it then? <laughs> I will give it a two. Two. Okay. Uh, Kevin, any thoughts? Uh, I don't know. Is it still know. there? Yeah. Did you say something? <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, can you hear me? Yeah. 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 The beginning was just it was good. Like I was saying, it was it's fine until it gets to the fetch quest stuff and it just becomes boring slog of random battles so um no, there's not really much else to add to it uh so i'm gonna give it two fair um yeah like i'm right there with you i kind of said it already how i felt about it but like the beginning like the very beginning like the first hour is super strong and then like the next couple hours are kind of like uh okay like mediocre like there's some stuff happening and then you get about halfway, and then they just shit the bed. Like, that's it. 
<laughs> and even like even the parts where there is some plot, like it's just so it's like you you spend two hours or whatever like going through dungeons and climbing to the top of a tower and then just like uh get two sentences of dialogue. Yeah, it's like we're the bad guys, don't forget, we're here now. Okay, catch you later. Uh I'm like, all right. <laughs> I guess we'll go fucking go through some more dungeons, thanks. Yeah, um, it's I think it's... That if, if I was new to the game, like completely like blind going in and like learning that Lufia was Aram, uh I think that's a pretty cool twist that they pulled off. Well, see, I forgot I had I mean sorry, I had forgotten that twist. Like I was kinda of thinking in my head I'm like I'm like dude I was thinking, I'm like, they're not gonna pull the same shit they pulled in two, are they? Like is she really gonna be Aram? Like I wasn't th- I was thinking maybe that's it, but I wasn't positive. And then when it happened, I'm like, oh, these motherfuckers. But yeah, probably for the time, that is an interesting twist for JRPG writing. Definitely. And uh, and they kind of like deal with like mental issues, sort yeah. of. Which is uh, pretty unique to this game, because that's definitely not something that was touched on heavily until like you got some more modern games where uh, like indie devs specifically are like, oh man, what's a good theme for my game, mental illness. Make everything about yeah, mental illness. Terra and FF6 is probably the one that probably touches it on the most in Super Nintendo, because she's a fucking whack job, but... Yeah, but, like, hers is, like, because she's also, like, part Esper or whatever, yeah. so she's got, like... Well, I guess that's the same for Lufia. Like, she's part fucking demon, or a god of destruction or shit, whatever the fuck she is. So, like, she's, like, embodiment of pure evil, and somehow that's conflicting with her pure human spirit that she got, or something. Uh, so I guess that's a, a, a trend set or like a thing that this game did. Like they paved the way for that, so that's cool. Um, but otherwise, like, it's okay. kind of disappointing. So. Gaze is destruction. Amon is chaos. Aram is death. Deos is terror. Oh, let okay. them up. I couldn't remember what the fuck they were. Yeah, because they don't really fucking say it. Like they don't. Do they even say it in this one? Maybe they say it when you fight them. Uh, I think they might say, like, briefly, but at that point, I think most people were just kind of skipping through this shit. Like, yeah, um, it's like, it was kind of drilled in my head, too. I feel like they say it, like, the very beginning of the game, and then they don't say it again. Yeah, yeah during the, the prologue thing? Yeah. The best part of the game? Yeah. I mean, I guess, I mean, I believe it, because they don't ever, like, touch on any plot after the, halfway through the game, essentially. <laughs> like, it's... Like, they give you, like, okay, find the dual blade, and then it's random bullshit. Like, it's, lit- it's, lit- it's literally random bullshit. Yeah. Like, it's 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 stuff where, like, they have stuff happening in each new town, which is cool, but there's no reference to, like, the overall plot anymore. It's, like, it's early game RPG stuff that they put in the last half of the game. Like... At, at the last half of the game, you should be hitting that climax. You should be getting build up to like the yeah. Final the first half, half should have been the weak half. Exactly, like the the first half is the strong half. Yeah, which really like is um kind of well. A lot of them start off like a lot of RPGs start off the first couple hours start off strong, and then it's kind of just like dragon ass until you like finally understand what the main bad guys. You know, shit is. This game is like the opposite, really. Like they come off the back and tell you what the fuck, kind of tell you what the fuck's going on, and then, yeah, and then like, they do nothing with it. 
there's no sense of urgency anymore or whatever like because like you learned the first 10 minutes of the game that the bad guys are like the ultimate bad guys but they've been defeated once so like they're not infallible um and then the main the heroes oh like shit happens bad stuff happens whatever and then like 100 years later the world's at peace and the main character is like, uh, there's something going on. Something's not quite right. Let's figure this out. And you're like, okay, cool. All right. Uh, a, a world, uh, that's no, no war, no like evil, whatever, for a period of time. They're trying to prevent the evil from coming back. Okay, cool. And then like when you get presented with the evil characters, they're just kind of like, uh, yeah, we're here. All right. Just let you know. See ya. Like, they don't do anything impactful to the characters at all. It's like you don't feel like there's any danger. Like I know it's like a JRPG, but like sometimes in a JRPG that has a good story, like they'll make you do like the the villains will show up and they'll like fucking just like impede the progress yeah. of the characters. Like there's something in the way. But in this game, it's just like uh yeah you need an elf and then you need a dual sword and yeah. uh, just kind of get there and then you get it and then the bad guys show up to like oh no you found the the weapon that will defeat us uh okay we'll come fight us later and it's like all right <laughs> uh i, guess I we'll think it, i think it almost boils down is they were trying to compete with uh lengths of games for the time and for the genre and they just they ain't, they ain't have fucking enough for it. Yeah, it's definitely. Like I, it's definitely I was looking up. I'm looking up like other ones. You know, Breath of Fire is about the same length. Seven Sagas is like same length. Final Fantasy Four is like twenty four hours. And this is how long beat. So which is at least within ballparks. So I mean, they're all over twenty fucking hours. Pretty much every fucking one of the um era. And they just don't. Lucia Lucia does, doesn't doesn't have the fucking writing or story for it. No. Well, the other RPGs all have the plot that kind of carries you through this. This game is carried by padding. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And like the shorter ones, like Illusion Guy, which are more like action-adventure games, I mean, they're only like 12, 13 hours, because they fucking knew <laughs> that, I mean, those are better stories anyways. Yeah. And they're half the fucking length. That's a different style of game, though, so it's not really a fair comparison. Yeah, a but like, so like, they, they, they made a conscious decision in this game to do the dragon eggs and the dragon shrine or whatever, and like, the first couple, the first eight dragon eggs you, eggs you find are like, kind of natural, you come across them as long as you're exploring every area you're in, and then you can turn those in, and then they're just like, yeah, go find them again. Like, that's the ultimate padding. <laughs> they don't give you any clues. They're just kind of like, they're in chests you might have been looked in, looked in already. Like, I got on the cover for us, anybody, it says, the, I mean, I'm sure you've seen it, battle in the opening story. Wait, I don't, is that, sorry, you get, yes, you get to fight in the prologue. That's a vast new RPG world includes battery backup system. So maybe since they got that includes battery backup system, they want to make sure this fucking game is long. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> just about um... it. <laughs> Yeah, so I'll I'll be with you guys. I'll give it a two as well for a story. I wanted to give it like a two and a half, but for nostalgia, couldn't get there, huh? Well, <laughs> well, it's just like well, it's just because like it starts off really good, but like you leave if you finish if you manage to finish it, you leave being like, man, that was rough. <laughs> it's it's so fetch questy for so long. Like it'd be one thing if there's like a good stretch of it, but it's like literally half the fucking game. No, for your fetch quest should be side quests. It shouldn't be part of the main game. Like that's 
I like mo- most modern games now. They don't they don't waste your time. Like if you want to do them, like you know, you don't you can. Or if you want to be like Sight and you just go through the end of the game. So like yeah, you know what I mean. Even like Breath of Fire is pretty fetch questy. Like I don't know if you remember when you played it, Nick. Like I remember you actually kind of talking about it a little bit, you and Brent. But like still, it's like it's still kind of with the story. It doesn't feel like it's just this random shit all the time. Some of them are like go over here. Or, you're in this town, secure this zombie shit or whatever, but, like, a lot of it, it's, it at least still feels more involved. Well, yeah, so, like, the first one I can really remember is, like, finding the stuff for the giant robot, because you have to, like, get across the river or whatever, and, like, you do the stuff to activate the giant robot, and you, like, move it around a little bit or whatever, and it, like, blows up the volcano or something, and then, like, makes lava go into the river and, and solidifies it, and then you continue on with the game or whatever. And like, okay, like, cool. Like, some actiony stuff happened, and like, you feel like you you were involved in the narrative a little bit because you progressed your character through the game. Whereas this one's just like, yeah, some we need you to find some random items, and then or like go find some dude. Like, it's nothing exciting. It's just it's just like you're talking about the dude just sitting in the bottom of a fucking cave with guarding the key. Like, get. Like, I don't even mind fetch quests. I mean, I, they're annoying, but it's like, this is just fucking, this is like fucking stupid, what this is. Like, yeah. they, there's like, what can we do to make this game longer? That's really all it was. Pretty much. Um, and I feel like they probably just did the first half of the game, like, fuck, fuck, this is like 10 hours worth of game here. How in the fuck did we make this 20 hours? It definitely feels that way. It's, uh, <laughs> it's a shame. They, they burn, it's like, if I were to give it an analogy, it's like getting like a blowjob or something, and then like halfway through, she starts like biting on your dick or using teeth, and you're like, "Okay, what the fuck is going on?" Yeah, I don't know if I want to keep doing this anymore. Like, I mean, I bet a lot of people liked it at the time, so two, it probably didn't shun people off from two. But you know, can you imagine if you didn't like this game at all, and then you're like, "Fuck it, I'm not. Why the fuck would I play Lithia too?" Well, I guess. Like, I remember liking it as a kid, but I was also, like, fucking, what's like, seven or eight or something playing this. And so, like, to go back to, like, to the fucking blowjob analogy, it'd be like a virgin yeah. getting a blowjob for the first time, and it starts off good, and then, like, they, they, they use teeth, <laughs> yeah. and they're like, is this right? <laughs> I don't, I mean, I don't, is yeah. this how it's supposed to work? I don't understand. I guess we'll just kind of keep going. That's all I know. Yeah, like, uh, all right, that was my first time. Like, I would imagine a lot of people maybe played this as their first RPG, and then were like, okay, well, RPGs aren't for me. Uh, yeah, probably, because I don't think they're really, like, Final Fantasy IV was probably the only really big one out before this. I would imagine. Like, I remember, like, when I got this game, uh, I had rented it first from, like, a Blockbuster or something, and then I, my, I found it in a pawn shop, and I, I convinced my mom to get it for me or whatever. But I also had... Like, also played Super Mario RPG uh, and Breath of Fire after I had played this originally. Like, this was, like, my first RPG I ever played. Um, and I had also played, like, Mystic Quest. Uh, but I don't really, like, count that too much. Uh, so this was, like, I feel like, a step above Mystic Quest, but not, like, not much. And then, like, you got good shit, like Illusion of Gaia or... Uh, I probably would have thought Mystic Quest was better than back then, maybe, but I think in hindsight, I feel like Mystic Quest might actually be a more enjoyable game. Yeah. It's a... I mean, it's a, it's a done you think. Maybe we'll play it for the show and we'll talk about it for the show, but uh, I guess the, the timer's running pretty long, so we should probably get moving. 
so second musical break after like, five five hours. Sorry, guys. <laughs> is uh my pick. Um, Travis picked the best song in the game, so I'm picking a fucking. I guess this is the song that hap- that plays when you fight the sinistrals, uh, sinistrals at the end. Uh, it's the third battle theme, and it's like the most intense of them. And it's the one you hear the least because you hear the like the normal battle theme all the fucking time, and then you hear like the boss theme occasionally. And so this one you don't hear very much, but it's pretty cool. Okay, visuals. Not much to say about visuals. <laughs> I mean, I think some of the sprites are actually pretty good. Uh, I, well, I mean, I think like the character sprites are decent. Uh, well, I, I think you know, like the, I think you know, like, the enemy sprites are. I think the enemy sprites are pretty cool for the time. Well, I mean, the the enemy sprites are some of the best like enemy sprites I've seen in a Super Nintendo RPG for like this particular type. They all have like character to them. Even though there are some recolors, um, each creature definitely like felt unique. Even if there were some weird-looking ones, like I think some of the ones you fight up on the ocean, like uh, the clam one, kind of looks like a vagina or something. Yeah, yeah. 
It's like, that, all right, I mean, that's weird, but... All those right. snitches look pretty cool, especially gays. Definitely. And, like, they have that, that cool They're little big. Yeah. aura. That, yeah. Uh, the different colors that surrounds the sprite, which is fucking interesting. Um, and it, it gives them, like, that kind of special feeling. Like, they're a special character, because they're supposed to be. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I think the, the sprites are pretty fucking cool. Yeah, but that's all the game's got, like, because all the tile sets are the same. Every town looks exactly the same. Yes. Every cave looks yeah. exactly the same. Yeah. Uh, but, you, uh, but to be fair, you're spending 90% of your time in random encounters, so the sprites are what you see. Well, sure, but you there's no there's no scene change, and you're just still looking at the fucking background of the yeah. map. So yeah. you're like, oh, cave. <laughs> okay. You got, like... Yeah, yeah the cave. It's also the same. They, like, change the color. It's, like, it's a red cave. It's a fucking dark blue cave. But it's still yeah. a cave, fucker. Uh, the fire area. There wasn't a fire or ice area, was there? Am I forgetting if there no. really was? Everything's the same, right? There's no theme places. Uh, like the only theme place would be like underwater, I guess. Right. Like that's the only thing that's slightly different. And then also the towers had different uh, tile sets sometimes. Like the last tower you go into had a, a different tile set. The, the Fortress of Doom has a different tile set. Yeah. Uh, so they they did they did try to mix some stuff up. But it's like, at the same time, like every, in the, in that in that one tower with a different tile set, every wall, every door, every piece of the floor looks exactly the same. So it's kind of like, oh, it's like me playing fun coding in that fucking white fun castle area. Exactly, like the novelty wears off pretty quick. Yeah. With it. Like, oh, this is something something new. Oh, well, it's just I'll be walking in this place for a fucking hour fighting a battle every ten seconds. Like, okay, I got it. Yeah. Uh, I feel like the uh, for the visuals of the characters and like the the models and everything. I feel like this could have been like they could redo Lufia, like make a new Lufia and use like the same version of the characters, like maybe like high res versions. But like th I think this style would work, you know, kind of how they're doing with Su Suikoden, um, but with the make them a little bit more unique, I guess. Um, and it still would work. So I think the the visuals are fine. But like it's like the the rep like the repetitiveness like, like like you're talking about is uh is the issue. Yeah, like I appreciate like the in combat sprites of the characters, like because they all like they move around, they do stuff. Like when they get a status affliction, they like fall over and shit. Yeah, and like that's pretty fucking sweet. And that's a lot of like somebody spent a decent amount of time giving them uh, that kind of character like that, and you don't see that. In many of the games, like even like we talk about Breath of Fire, yeah, in combat like your character, like your main character, just stands still, and yeah. when he makes an attack, he like swings his sword. It doesn't move from a spot or whatever, but uh, it gets hit. I don't think even I don't know if they have a reaction when they take damage in like Breath of Fire. I think um, they do. Like, but they've got like there's like uh, th like four poses. They got standing still, attacking, uh, maybe taking damage, and then like dead. And like that's it for the sprites. It's like okay, like, whatever. But with this one, uh, the characters have a lot of like animation. There's lots of life to them, uh, and so it, it makes the, the combat a little bit more visually interesting. Even though it may not be too mentally taxing because you're just fucking pressing attack the entire time, essentially. Except when you have like enemies that do a kind of bunch of bullshit, which we already talked about. Uh, did y'all like the different um, how the animations got 
better for like the spells, like how the level one or, or like the oh, basic yeah. like water spells kind of shit. But like by the end, it's like a fucking torrential pour of like water coming out, or yeah, like, like the fire spell. I don't think that I paid that much attention to that part. Well, you didn't. You didn't get the last that spells because you're fucking underleveled. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, don't, I mean, I don't think I was really paying attention to the spells in general because I was rarely ever using them when I was engaged in combat. Like, there was times I'd use it for like a whole, um, a bunch of enemies on screen at one time, but I wasn't always like looking at the fucking screen. Like the lightning bolt one they have for the Lufia's last one is pretty cool looking. So I like that. I never used spells against the boss when I was actually fully engaged in the combat, so I probably never really like saw it and paid attention to it. Even if I had, even like the mid tier spells. Hey, all that all that matters is you know where the run button is. Yes. Or how to access the smoke balls. <laughs> fucking right. Uh, but I mean, for likes or dislikes, um. I don't know. I think it's it's fine. I mean, there's nothing like amazing about it, but um, I think it's. I would be able to play it, like I can play it today as long as there's a story. You know what I mean? It's not so like hard on the eyes where you're like, what the fuck is that? Um, but if the story is better, I think it, it lifts it up more. But since the story is kind of not so good, it kind of brings it down. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna give it a two and a half. I mean, it's fine. Okay. I would give... I'm sorry. Are you good? What are you gonna give it? Two and a half. Two and a half. Okay. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Like, if they remade this and like kept the general design the same, it'd be great. Like, add more variety, maybe, or just like spruce up the the some of the art or whatever. But like, maybe give it an actual story and be pretty good. Um, and I've definitely seen worse. There's just like a lot of repetitive and reused assets, which kind of sucks. So I'll give it a three. Uh, music and voice acting. We have a slot here for the composer, but I have no idea who composed the music for this. So I guess I'll look that up real quick. I think it's the same person for two, but I don't know. Composers, there's three. Uh, Yasunori Shiono, Aki Zaitsu, and Naomi Kuroda. I guess I don't I'm not familiar with any of their work, and they don't have a link on Wikipedia. So, so what do you think of the overall music? Personally, I like all the music, but I don't like the lack of like variety of uh, like instances in which the music gets played. Like every town has the same theme. Every well, every like normal town has the same theme and then every town that has a port in it has the same theme and every castle has the same theme every yeah. cave has the same theme uh like you fight so many battles that you listen to the same song for the entire fucking game uh and like at first i got a lot of nostalgia like especially hearing last battle again yeah. Like, that's what? the best song in the fucking game. Like if they played that the entire game i think i'd be fine with that like everywhere you went they just play that song It'd be great, but uh, everything else like I think it fit the locations uh, well, and it helped that everything fucking looked the same. So I guess they didn't feel like they had to change the music too much. Um, but it got kind of old, especially when you like that it bounced between the tracks so often, like between traveling between floors and like dungeons, getting into encounters. 
um, and stuff like that. Like you don't really get to listen to a full track ever, unless you just sit there and let the game play itself. Like just sit, like just sit there and play, uh, which kind of sucks. But uh, in general, I think the music is pretty good. Obviously, there's no voice acting in this, uh, so I'll give the music a three and a half. Um, I give it three and a half as well. I Last Battle Sucking Awesome. I like uh, the departure the, the departure track, which I think kind of plays off like quite a few times at the beginning, and then the the sad partying track when like sad shit's going down, and then I like the the flowers track, which I think is in every Lufia game. So I mean, now there's not any track I really dislike. Some of them do get a little repetitive, especially the battle theme and stuff. But like, even like the shop theme is pretty cool. For, like the little 15 second loop it is. So I think the music is definitely uh like the the overall best part of the game. I think like the there's like actual instruments. Like I don't remember like hearing actual instruments in a lot of like SNES tracks. So yeah. I'm not sure what the fuck they did, but like it sounds like actual music. Not That's like just stuff. a MIDI file or whatever. Uh, I wish I could appreciate it as much as you guys did, but to me, it just I felt like it's the same couple songs, so I kind of got, I kind of tuned it out after a while. Um, so I'm just gonna give it two and a half. I just don't, okay. I don't have like the ear you guys do, so it's I'm always it's always hard for me to grade. But there there wasn't that many songs that were like catchy to me, so that's usually what I grade mine on. Probably fair, anyways, because. Most like most of the tracks get played over and over again. Like the Perfia Flowers and the Partying track and all that, they only get played like three times. So it's like you don't, if you're not really like super into the music aspect. Then... I probably missed it. I probably didn't even know it was a new song. I right, like, oh, just do it. Yeah. All you hear is fucking shop theme, town theme, and battle theme. Do 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 yeah. do, 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 do Like whatever yeah. that one is when you're going to the freaking town. It's like okay. Yeah. That's completely fair. Uh, like it's a it's a pretty subjective thing that we're trying to rate objectively. So yeah, <laughs> it's a, it's pretty impossible to do. But that's what uh, also nostalgia for a lot of these tracks too. So oh, dude, it's for me. That's why I gave it three and a half. Like normally, I guess it'd probably be like a two and a half, three. Like uh, Kevin rated it, but like I got goosebumps as soon as I started the game up. And I'm like, <laughs> all right, yeah, I did it to the last duel because that's like the end of two, <laughs> and you yeah. guys. Like fuck yes, it's a fucking good song. So yeah, um, music break three. Uh, I believe this is Kevin's pick. Yeah, I picked Wave of Evil. Um, I think this one Sinestro show up or something. I don't know. Um, it just seemed like it's more like an evil theme. I guess I don't know if it's Sinestro's or it's just another bad guy. I don't remember when it was. I just was listening to the OST and I was like, oh, this is one's interesting. So. This is Wave of Evil.
Okay. Uh, if you've stuck around this long, don't worry. Not got much longer left as we're on to overall experience. And as Brent would say, uh, that is expectations versus reality. Uh, I think we all generally agree that we all have different uh, kind of uh, ways to grade this particular category. Like for me personally, it's how I felt uh, leaving the game. Um, the, does anybody want to go first in particular, or I can go first? Doesn't really matter. I can go. Okay. Um, coming into the game, I, I all, I don't pressure. Sure I'm, I'm not sure if I beat it back in the day. I know I played two first. Never really thought one was that great, but I did like one somewhat back in the day, just because it was tied to two, and I loved two. I pretty sure I only rented it. I feel like I knew about the whole semi knew about Luffy plot twist, so maybe I did get that far. I don't think I ever beat it though. Um, and I was kind of interested in playing it. Um, but I probably wouldn't have been a pick I ever picked, but like, so I expected it to at least be pretty good game. And during the first half, I was enjoying it quite a bit. This seemed like a mildly relaxing game. Not too much thought having to put in shit. And then it just kind of gives a shit in the second half. But even still that, I, I mean, I still think it's a decent fucking game, especially for its time. So, I mean, my Overwatch experience is two and a half. Hello? Uh, yeah, I heard you. Okay. Two and a half. Uh, Kevin, how do you feel about it? Um, I... See, I think I, when I first played this game, I had played Lufia 2 first. And I think that, for me, that gave me more background or more, like, I had, I cared more about the story in 1 because of 2. Because um, I read that, like, 2 is a prequel, so in my head I was like, I'll just play 2 first and I'll play, I didn't think they'd be that different, you know? Um, or you roll. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but but because I played two first, like I cared about like the opening was fun, and then like and I played them back to back, I think. So, I mean, I cared about Maxim's kid because or Maxim's descendant because it's Maxim's descendant. But like playing it now first, it's like I don't really care about most of these characters, and it doesn't the plot doesn't go anywhere, and I don't know, I don't, I remember like everything that happened. I guess after, like I don't remember it thinking about it but as i was playing it, i'm like okay i remember this you know these little po those plot points um but it was just not fun after like so long it was maybe 10 hours in it wasn't fun anymore maybe seven hours in i don't know <clears throat> so uh my overall is gonna be a two i was i was kind of uh disappointed because i guess i didn't realize there was such a i don't i don't remember there's been such a big difference between one and two i thought it was more average I think it's more below average to me. Okay. That's, I mean, that's fair. It is pretty below average experience in general. Yeah. So yeah, two. A two. All right. Uh, for me, like I said before, I definitely have a lot of nostalgia for this game. Um, and I guess I must have blocked out the second half or something because I definitely, <laughs> I was like, I picked this because I was like, yeah, this game is fun. It's a pretty good RPG. And like, uh, like playing up to like the halfway point before it starts going to shit. Like I was 
kind of behind Travis, and he was like, oh, this game's fucking garbage, this game's fucking trash. And like, I was getting a little irritated, because I was like, <laughs> I'm having fun playing it. It's not like a complica- complicated game. It's pretty simple, and like, you just, you know, kind of play through it. You fight dudes. I mean, you fight dudes a lot. It's kind of irritating, but whatever. <laughs> it's not that bad. And then I hit that fucking cliff, and you just fall off the cliff, and you just keep falling, and you're like, oh. Oh, that's not uh, that's not good. <laughs> what the hell? What the hell's what the hell's going on here? Uh, so I think I had like some kind of mental block about the last half of this game when I was a child, because I definitely only really remember the fun first half, and get it into the second half and coming out of that uh, definitely took a lot of away from my experience. I'd say like, I would say overall. First half of the game is like a four, and then the second half of the game is pretty rough. It's like between a one and a half and a two. It's like a pretty, it falls pretty far. Uh, so for me, that would kind of average out to a three, um, and that's what I'm going to pick. Uh, just like, curious, um, did you play this game multiple times, or did you just like play it? It was your first RPG, and then you played other shit. I I think what happened was I played it one time and beat it, and then I went back. I like I would go back to it because like I juggled between like the fucking five games I had on Super right. Nintendo, and so I would like go back to it. But then I would get halfway through on like try again mode, and so things would be a lot easier. But like I would probably stop halfway, like after you fucking get Artea uh, to the elf place, because that's when the game stops getting fun. And that's probably why I didn't remember it being shitty, because <laughs> I just stopped playing it right. after I beat it I mean, the one time. I mean, I, I had this like vague memory. I don't know if it's true, but like I remember renting it and this save being there that was like at the very end of the game. And maybe that's how I beat the game. Maybe I got a certain, maybe I got as far as I could without a guide, and then I just beat it with, or was towards the end with someone else to save or some shit. Because there's no way I got through all this shit without a guide. No, definitely not. Like, unless you unless you're a child that has nothing else to do with their life. Like, yeah. No yeah, no person has time for this anymore. In the in the current gaming yeah. landscape, there's no way in hell without a guide or a map or anything, some assistance, that anybody's gonna sit through this game. Not with the encounter rate. No. Like if the encounter rate was a quarter of what it is, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. Because you can get through a couple of fucking steps before you stop again. Yeah. But uh, it's a pretty rough experience. And unless you're a hardcore, like, kind of, kind of, kind of like Kevin said, a hardcore, like, gamer, and you really want to experience this kind of, like, early taste of what a JRPG was, uh, to, I guess, kind of appreciate what it's become now. Uh, you pro- you're probably not gonna want to play this game. Yeah, I'm 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 in agreement with that. It's not really worth visiting unless you're like just an old school gamer who wants to see every RPG you didn't experience or some shit. It's not worth replaying if you already played it. No, definitely not. Like you might as well just play Luffy too because yeah, <laughs> it's way better. It's like uh, it's like having the choice between like getting like a fucking soft serve cone with shit in it. <laughs> or like a, a fucking like 
a fancy ass Sunday. Top yeah, it makes you wonder how good the fourth <laughs> and fifth, like the remake and the GBA game are. Because those games kind of get shitted on, but I'm like, this game don't get fucking shitted on that fucking much. Like, are those games no. worse, or do people just have this nostalgia in their head that these this game was actually really good and it's not really that great? I think it's the latter. Like, people are like remembering playing it as a kid and it being like an enjoyable experience or whatever, like for whatever they played of it, and then they just never went back and played it. Because I can't. How I was. I can't see the GBA one being worse than this. No, it's definitely not. And it's I different, it, but it's not worse. And I would like to think that the remake is probably not as bad as people made it be, other than the fact that it's a remake of an amazing game, and so therefore it's gonna get shitted on, which is fair. Uh, I would say it's probably better. Like I never played it, but I would, if I were to hazard a guess, it'd be better than this game, but definitely worse than the actual legit of you two. Yeah, yeah, there's no way it's better than fucking... I don't know, I still don't understand why they fucking felt like they had to remake it. It's like, somebody, like, you paint the Mona Lisa or something, and then, like, you're like, uh, I don't know, I feel like painting it again, but with, like, a fucking, I'll use chalk or something instead. And you're like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Why are you doing this? I wonder if it was a Square fucking thing, because Square co-developed the remake, so I wonder if like it was their bullshit being like, this is a very popular game, we can maybe capitalize on it, and Neverland's just like, alright, whatever, yeah, because Neverland was the part money. of it. <laughs> yeah, 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 we fucking suck, <laughs> we're about to go to business, so... Well, was this about the time when uh, they were Square was also like redoing a bunch of their old shit in 3D? Uh, 2010, yeah, in the DS is when they were doing that whole fucking weird-looking bullshit for a lot of this game. So yeah, yeah, like they turned a bunch of their like I think like even like Final Fantasy IV, like they made a yeah. like, 3D-looking 3D model shit yeah, or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah, after years two when they like did that in 2.5 or whatever the fuck that chibi bullshit is called. So yeah, I mean, that's why. Oh well. Uh, all right. So last category, and then we'll close out the show. So replayability slash extra content. Um, when you beat the game the first time, and you reload the uh, like you restart the game for like I don't I don't know why you would, but you restart the game. <laughs> <It'll be right laughs> yeah, I didn't see my end so. It'll give you a new option on the menu called Try Again Mode. And if you pick that, what it does is it makes the uh, enemies a little bit more difficult, but you get four times the experience points and four times the gold from each encounter. So, technically, it's a little so bit game, tougher at the beginning. Wouldn't the game essentially get easier then? It would, but it would be a little bit tougher at the beginning because the enemy is, like, slightly stronger, but, like, you just fight a couple encounters and you, like, fucking leveled up already. So, huh. and then you could buy all the gear you want, I guess. So, like, I guess, uh, according to what I've read, is, like, you on a normal gameplay, you'll finish around, like, level 45-ish for the main character, uh, like, without try-again mode. But, like, you'll hit level 99, I think, I guess, looking around the time you're looking for Illumina in try So that's why I got, I because the one guy I was looking at, he was in level 90 because the channel's about it. I'm like, how in the fuck would you get in level 99? But maybe he just had a screenshot of him in the second go-around. Could be. Because Kudo grinded a lot, and he was on level fucking 50, so... Yeah. I don't know why you would grind to level 99 legit, because you don't ever... Ha <laughs> you don't have to. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh... As long as you've learned Mirror with Jaren, you're good to go. You're set. Yeah, you can be okay. 
Um, so I, I don't think there's anything else to do. That's like that's it for replayability. Like the story, there's no story to replay for. There's no missable side quest that we know of, and then old cave is this what it is? It's not that. Uh, there are there is something we didn't I guess really touch on too much, but there's like invisible chests and towns and shit. Like Kudro kind of mentioned it in the you make it in the drawers and stuff. Well, yeah, in the drawers and then like in the flower patches and like in dungeons and they'll be in the poison swamp area. Yeah, I read it there. You supposed to put float on so you can catch all these invisible stuff, but I didn't see that till towards the end of the game. I'm like, I don't even fucking care. So you just went I remember using the, the poison just and got hit. You didn't use float. Um, no, well, I mean, I, I wasn't, I didn't know that there was chest floating around in those oh. things, so I never, like... Well, yeah, you don't have to have float on, you just, when you hit, like, anytime there's a visible chest, you just can't... I know, but they're saying, make sure you search around in all the poison with float on so you can find the chest, and I'm like, I'm not fucking, I'm not doing that. I just used the guy, and they told me where the chests were, so... Right. I found one on accident when I was a kid, and that's how I learned about him, but, uh, I used it, like, I used a map for all the dungeons so I like I had to fuck it I knew where they were so I wasn't gonna waste my time well, that's the way they pad the game because it's like oh now I gotta search everywhere for these damn chests so it's like yeah. I think invisible chest bullshit I really don't like that kind of shit though personally Fire Emblem does it that fucking uh, Yagra Union does it like this shit's annoying to me it's just it's just game padding because it's like either they give you a way to find the invisible chest or you just gotta look everywhere so it's like why I mean I'm not wasting my time fuck that yeah also, they give you, like, a potion when you find one, and it's like, <laughs> thanks. Awesome, awesome, fuck $10. Uh, so I will give replayability a 1.5. Sure, 1.5, okay. that works for me. 1.5. 1. 1. Yeah, because you got New Game Plus, I guess, so there you go. There is. I mean, I guess if you ever felt compelled to play it again, it would make it a lot less of a pain in the ass, but not much. So the counter rate's still high. Well, you can use smoke bombs, I guess, more. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're going to have to fight as many enemies because you're getting four times experience. Or, like, you just beat the shit out of them real quick. Yeah. Yeah, they have that they oh, have well. a dumb spell where it, like, turns, like, weak monsters away. It's, like, it's faster just to hit A to, like, cycle through attack than to find the fucking spell in the spell, like, page. Definitely. Yes. So. Alrighty. Musical break four. Uh, this is Travis's pick. Uh, yeah, my pick is Last Duel. I'm not sure exactly what that's called in this one, but that's in general what it's called in the series. And I think it's pretty much just played in the final dungeon, right? The first, the very beginning of the game, the very end of the game. Yep. And I think it is in just about every Luffy game there is. So yeah, it's to me, it's the best by far the best track in the game. So. It sure is. <laughs> uh, here it is.
Alrighty. So, thanks for listening to this episode of the RPG Show. Um, the next game we're doing is uh, Kevin's Pick. We are skipping Travis because he didn't play games for a while. <laughs> so, yes. uh, we're doing Sweeking in Tactics, I believe. Yeah, we're, That's- we're going to just knock this out of the way so that way... Oh, yeah, left us sleep in five, and one of these days. I mean, <clears throat> probably, I don't know if it'll be this year or sometime at the end of the year, maybe next year, we'll get sleep in five, and then we'll be done with sleep in. But, uh, I don't Well, know. I mean, technically, you still got to play Tear Crease, and then if you really feel compelled to, there's an English translation of the PSP version, uh, a game that was never released over here, we could do as well. Well, I'm saying more of the main games, and I count tactics because it's like. I feel like Tactics and 4 are kind of like one game, almost, so with a storyline. Um, at least that's what they say. I don't know. We'll find out. But I wanted to do four, like I wanted to do Tactics like right after playing 4, just so I don't forget shit and like have to look things up. So this way it's kind of like close together and just get it out of the way. So Fair enough. And I don't think Travis is going to play Tactics with us because he doesn't think he can beat it in time. Yeah, I don't have it either. I don't even... If you feel like it, you can just watch somebody do a Let's Play for like 30 minutes to see what the fuck it looks like. Yeah, but you can all get the experience that way. It's not the same. I tried doing that like with uh, um, Trails of Zero, and it's like you get the story, but you don't get the feel. It's like it's hollow. I don't know. I get that, because I hate watching people play games. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't trying to finish... um... Judgment. I was trying to finish Judgment and Code Bane, but I dropped Code Bane. But I mean, I want. I don't. I'm not. Elden Ring drops. I'm not playing anything else but Elden Ring. Yeah, me either. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, uh, we have Discord, which I mentioned earlier. So feel free to join it. Talk to us. Uh, you can email us at rpgshow.podcast at gmail.com or check us out on Facebook. And you have uh, an email, right? We do have an email. So we got another one from Doug Kent. Uh, Doug <laughs> says, thanks for the shout out. This was on January 18th. So uh, I think it was, I don't know if we did a, a show before. I think we did Swig before, like right before this. So we didn't, we didn't miss this. This is right on time for the show. Um, yes. He says, Swig is January 20th. Sarah Frontier is January 6th. So. Okay. Well, uh, it's fine. It's still, it's still in, <laughs> within two weeks. That's fine. Uh, well, anyway, uh, he says thanks for the shout out. I don't hate Travis or anything. He's fine. Glad to hear the Soccer Frontier episode and Dragon's Dogma episode. Uh, been listening to video games, the movie a bit as well. Alone in the Dark sounded so bad I had to watch it, and it was bad. <laughs> anyway, thanks for everything. Well, thanks for writing in. Join Discord. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, join Discord. <laughs> and then join Discord and shit on Travis. <laughs> In real time. It's more fun that way. Yeah, Blaine's been assuming your identity, by the way, so you know. But um, Let's see here. Uh, we have an Amazon affiliate link. Click that if you want to. Nobody really uses it, so at this point, it's like, whatever. Um, you can also listen to our friends, Blaine and James, on the Is It Worth It podcast. Uh, also, Kevin and Blaine on the video games the movie uh podcast 
Um, as always, thanks for listening, and until next time, bye, everybody. Bye, everyone. Bye. See ya.